You're listening to Spawn on Me on ESN.FM. to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 76. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great week. Uh, I'm joined this week and every week with the wrestler from Down Under. He is the new Undertaker. He is the person who is 27 and 1. He took that one loss when he was in Guadalajara, when he had that, that, that loss fight that we didn't want to put on tape. Cicero Holmes, how are you doing, sir? Ooh, Yeah. That was that was uh, the most th- constipated macho man I've ever heard in my life. Yes. Well, that he was is, terrible. He, he is kind of backed up now that he's dead. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Too, too soon? Too soon? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> How are you going to do that to my... Oh, my God. Uh, macho. The, oh, man. He, he I don't, I don't even to, know. He slapped snapped. into some cardiac arrest. <laughs> oh, um, that's terrible. Too soon? Too soon for that, too? Um, <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. I'm sorry. That was terrible. Um, uh, I'm doing great, guys. Hey, Bricago, how are you? <laughs> you really are the undertaker this episode. Yes. Yes. Killing people off left and right, sweet Jesus. Oh my oh, God, man. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yet again very happy to be here. It's uh, another great day in Bricago. The sun is shining. It is not too hot. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, we've we've got great things to share with you guys. Yeah, we have um, some really, really, really dope stuff this week. Yeah. Some... Happy belated birthday to you, man. Oh, thank you so much, man. I, I thank you to everyone, actually, who who was up on Twitter and Facebook and sharing wonderful, wonderful uh, birthday wishes for me. I've turned 37. I have passed the 35 corner two years past it. I've yeah. made it through. My body knows now that it's 37, and it's like, yo, <laughs> you, you need are, to take care of yourself. <laughs> you are no longer in your mid-30s. You are now in your late 30s. I'm in uh, your late, I'm in my late 30s now. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, I made it through. I'm no longer statistic. Yeah. I made it out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, that part, yeah. You know, and, and, and never have having been in jail. Or at least, you know, that's what you tell everybody. I mean, that's not, um, I mean, it's, I, I don't tell that story. Thank you, Cicero, for sharing that with the whole world. Hey, well, you know, look, that's what I do, man. Man, there listen. There are no secrets in Bricago. I was hungry. The Twinkies were there. I took them. What? <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do. Uh, you got to eat some Twinkies. <laughs> basically. Uh, um, yeah, but it was, it was a great week. Um, a lot of cool stuff happened. I ran around like a mad person, ate some really right. good food. And uh, my, my birthday present is actually the best birthday present is coming up this week. Uh, you will hear about my findings post post packs because I'm going to packs. What packs it is packs prime. I'm going to packs. I have to give a big shout out to uh, <clears throat> Sean Alexander Allen for uh Yo, Sean Alexander Alexander Allen is one of the best people on the mother effing planet because he got me into packs. We're going to go and do a panel uh, talking about beat em ups uh, on Saturday. So, you know, this would be post that time, but it's good to know that it happened and it was great and we did a great job. So that's awesome. Yeah. And you know what else is great about uh, Sean is that especially him going to Seattle, he can name drop his first two names. And get into any place he wants. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, it's true. You know, uh, 
that's a that's a uh, football sports reference for those of you who don't get sports ball. Um, Sean Alexander was a running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He broke some records. He's a very famous guy in the Seattle land area. Oh God! You go. <laughs> you just you just reading rainbow to that joke. I I did. You totally did. You totally did. Oh yeah. Don't take my word for it. Oh God! <laughs> I'll shut this um, show down. Right. So uh, obligatory housekeeping. Yep. Me. I mean, we got to say, uh, first off, thanks so much to our uh, our not a guest, Sharif Jackson, last week, and our true guest, Livio De, De La Cruz, who uh, just spit some fire and some gems with his research paper talking about Gamergate and how it is uh, officially for, you know, for for life now. And there's no debating that it is just a hate group that very few people, only bigots and misogynists really paid attention to and really wanted uh, to try and promote. Um, really great show. Uh, lots of great gems that were, were thrown out there. Great feedback from everyone. And and even even the haters. There was great feedback even from the haters. Which was um, really surprising. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, it, even to the point where people were trying to claim that... Uh, that Livio ran around with uh, pedophiles and extreme racists. Yeah, there was there was some there was some folks out there who had some really interesting kind of right. <laughs> kind of kind of rebuttals to, to that yes. show. But some, I will um, I will um, say this yeah. though, for the most part, everyone was super civil, and I think to a certain extent oh, yeah. that was because we had a really nuanced discussion about the topic. Absolutely, so, absolutely. I, we, absolutely. We should thank we should thank everybody who did chime in, and for the people who didn't necessarily dig the show, we were happy that you listened. We were happy that you yeah. took the time out to check out what we had to say, and even if you didn't agree, we can agree to disagree. And I think that that's where we should we should leave most of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, thanks everybody for uh, checking us out. I mean, that's that's what's most important. Word. Uh, so we have an exclusive. Yeah, have an exclusive. Burr, 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 burr. Dropping clue, bombs. Clue, what? Clue, clue. I don't want to be Flunk Master Flex, though. I don't want to be. Oh, uh, you can be Flunk Master Flex. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was probably that was probably a Freudian slip. <laughs> that was probably a Freudian slip. <laughs> but we have an exclusive. Uh, I'd love for you to you love for you to intro our our exclusive. Our exclusive. So you know, so I talked about uh, Sean Alexander. Uh, Allen, but also talked about Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander played for the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks play National Football League NFL football. NFL football has a video game that comes out every August um, called Madden NFL. This year's version of Madden NFL is Madden NFL 16. Madden NFL 16 just dropped this week or last week, last Tuesday, uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And that that game was produced by Ben Hallmiller. And Ben Hallmiller happens to be our guest this week. He is a resident of Bricago. He is a former producer on the NCAA EA's beautiful love letter of a game to football, the NCAA football series. He is the producer on EA's new Madden series, Madden NFL 16. He is Ben Hallmiller. Bricago, say hello to one of your own, Ben Hallmiller. Ben, how are you today? Oh, I am doing great, Bricago. Thank you for having me. This has been 
great. Ever since I got turned on to you guys, you know, I went back and listened to every episode since I, I got turned on with Cicero when you came on to the Press Row podcast. And it's one of those things where I just fell in love with you guys and what you're doing the moment I started hearing you. Because, you know, what are you going to learn if you just listen to, you know, everybody who has the same kind of viewpoint as you and everyone who grew up in the same area as you do and that sort of thing. So I just love the diversity and the things that you guys are doing and what you're talking about. So I couldn't be more excited to be here. And you know what? Knowing how big of a fans of Roy McIlroy PGA Tour that you guys are, <laughs> I was going to send out some copies as a you know a good faith disaward, but I didn't have the zip code to Chicago. I didn't know what to do. So uh, we can get something worked out. We can get those over to you guys. And hey, we can get you some Madden too. We can get you whatever. But uh, happy to be here. Can't wait to talk some uh, right. some Madden and, and you know whatever else comes up. Oh my oh, goodness! That, that that just that just warmed my heart. That was like. <laughs> That was like I just hit the best drive into the fairway. I watched it sail over over the sand dunes and and, and landed perfectly. I didn't even need backspin to make it stop. It was great. Right. Well, it, and it's funny too, just the the way things were set up here. Talking about Sean Alexander, former Madden cover guy, and also the only guy who's appeared both on Madden and NCA. He was an NCA cover guy as well. So, oh, yep. kind of, what are the odds that that would be the player that comes up here? You know. It, it is kismet. It is kismet. That's, that's that's how we roll. That's how we roll in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so so uh, w- w- the thing that I would ask you about Rory that you won't be able to answer is when is the Happy Gilmore DLC coming out? <laughs> I want like because <laughs> you want the Happy Gilmore to be able to sh- hit like him, or do you want the Bob Barker? Are you looking for the Shooter McGavran? What are you going for here? No, uh, I want I want um what what was Carl Weathers? I want Carl Weathers' character with the with the with hand. The hand. <laughs> Damn, alligator bit my hand off. <laughs> I think that's something that's, that's something everybody, you know, when we talk about a game like that, and like they've got a whole bunch of different ways that you can play, you know, they golf without limits is what they call it, right? And uh, right. So right. with that, yeah, you think that okay, well, can I do the Happy Gilmore swing, or can I play, you know, like it's polo? Can I play from a, a cart and just hit it as I go? Like, right. you know, there's all these <laughs> different things you can do, but yeah, no, they, I mean. The, I, I've had a great time playing it, and uh, yeah, you know those guys have, have busted their ass on, on putting out a game, and so you know I look forward to seeing what they can do in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely, God. absolutely. Um, it it what is unfortunate is that uh, Rory McIlroy has started to uh, plummet in the standings right after he signed this contract. He is not he is not what Tiger Woods was. Um, maybe he needs a sex scandal there. <laughs> To, to boost him up. Oh, but, that's the way uh, it works now. It's in reverse. Yeah, yeah, now? yeah. Well, yeah, in reverse, you know, black people take him down. White people it shoots him up. Well, so, you know, the, the pendulum swings one way. It's got to right, swing back. Gotta, yeah. Right. It's got to swing it's, the other it's way. It's a minute to swing back right, the other way. Yeah. Right, right. Again, kismet. Right. It is. It is kismet. Um, oh my goodness. So yeah. So I guess Ben, let's let's talk about you first before we get into. Um, the game that you that you've made uh, this year, and then the games that you've made in the past. Um, let's talk about how you were made, and what makes you who you are today. There you go. Well, well, first I love it when you say the producer because I, I love to be able to feel like I'm the only guy here. But man, <laughs> there are so many people that have such a deep impact in this Madden game. I mean, we've got over a hundred guys that work on the title alone. There's so many great creative minds that go into making it every year. I just I'm fortunate to be a part of that. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been at EA for, what, 15 years now. It's something I got here right out of college. Um, I started here, actually, in between my junior and senior year. I was going to Florida State, so 
Um, you know, born in Chicago. We were talking about that beforehand. Born in Chicago, uh, Elgin, Illinois, and then my parents moved to Orlando when I was one years old. So Chicago is in my heart, but it's not where I grew up, right? Um, right. So I grew up here in Orlando. Went to school at Florida State for four glorious years in the late nineties, uh, and then finished oh, up. Good time. Good time to be a no. Oh, huh? great time. Thad Busby's final year, and then the Chris Winkie years. And you had. Yeah, oh. everybody. Oh, you know, war, going to see Warwick Dunn's every every game of Warwick Dunn uh, right. while he was oh, there. Just, man. And uh, Peter Warwick and guys like that. I mean, it, Florida State has always been that. That's that's when I, when we're talking Florida State, we're talking my true love and college football as well. But you know, and, and the NFL is growing more and more into that too in my new role here. But uh, so I finished up there. Uh, had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Right, I had a sociology mm-hmm. degree with a minor in communication. So. What are you going to do with that, really, right? You can teach, you can, you can come up with this. Not to besmirch anyone who's got a sociology, because it, it, it's done wonders for me, just learning how to interact with people and kind of, you know, right. I always talk Absolutely. about it like I, I never, I knew sociology was a degree for me when I was going through those classes, and I go, oh, there's a name for that. Like, I knew everything that they were talking about. <laughs> right. It just became an exercise in memorizing the, the term or the name or, or whatever that goes along with that, and so... Um, you know, it, it's helped me tremendously throughout my career just interacting with people and that sort of thing. But uh, I didn't have any sort of background in gaming. You know, that, that, that wasn't even a thing when I was coming out of school. Um, now you've got masters in game design. We've got guys on the team that have a masters right. in game design. That is amazing. And so I got that same kind of education in four years in QA as a tester. So that's where I got cut nice. my teeth. That's where I started out. Madden 2001 PC was the first game I worked wow. on. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm old when it comes to these games, man. I'm an old man, and uh, <laughs> don't let this youthful Holy. face just <laughs> you know, fool you. But uh, and then you know, I worked on our NASCAR game for a couple of years, which I've got oh, no yeah. interest in NASCAR, which really. wasn't bad. It was fun. Yeah, no, there were some fun things. Yeah. But I learned the sport through the game because uh, I was right. never into it whatsoever. Um, but I always had that eye on on college football, and I always had that eye on that NCAA game. And so I got the opportunity to move out of QA and into a producer role and kind of a designer producer was kind of an interchangeable term here when we started. Um, so basically a designer on uh, NCAA 06. And then I just okay. sunk into that title and kind of fully entrenched, entrenched myself there. And I was on that until we decided to step away from the business after NCAA 14. Right. Um, and then luckily at that point, cause there's a decision to be made, right? You're closing down a game. What do you do uh, with all that right. talent? Um, and right. I was fortunate enough that I was one of the guys and they did a great job of finding homes for as many of us as they could. Um, they said, okay, you're not just a college football guy. You can do more here. Um, so they moved me off over onto the Madden team and that's where I've been now for my second year. Uh, and then, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm an eternal hopeful, you know, hopeful guy. Uh, one day, whenever we do get back into that college business, I'll be the first guy here to turn the lights back on. But until that day happens, um, you know, I'm Madden through and through, and I'm here to try and make the best NFL game we can. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, so, so I guess, so the, the first question, let's go back to Florida State for a second. Uh, of course. Let's do it. Were you there at the end of the Charlie Ward? Like, or you you just, Charlie Ward predates you by like two years, right? Yeah, yeah. So Charlie finished up in, uh, so not, like he was 92, 93. 90, 90, um, yeah. And then you had 94, 95 would have been, what, Casey Weldon right in there. Um, right, and then you right. had uh, Danny Cannell right after that. Danny Cannell. Then you had yes. Thad. Wow. Then you had Thad Busby, and I came in at the second year of Thad. Because back in Bobby's days, back then you only played two years as a quarterback. There was none of this stuff of playing right. as a freshman. You took over right. as a uh, redshirt junior. So you know most people don't know mm-hmm. that that Charlie started out. He was a punter his freshman year. 
They just he just wanted really? to get on the field. He was a punter in that '91 team, and That's funny. Um, huh. so yeah, so uh, so he comes out and, and so yeah, so I got there the last year of Busby, and then I was there for all three years. Chris Ricks was the first. Or, sorry, I wouldn't say Chris Ricks. Chris Winky was the first quarterback right. to play <laughs> three years uh, under Bobby in a long time. I mean, you had to go back to like the '80s when he was doing that. When he, last time he had a younger guy, younger right. in. His uh, you know, his his year as far as what school is, he was still a twenty eight year old dude. It wasn't like he was a young guy, right, 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 right. <laughs> he had debt, he, then, had, yeah. right. <laughs> he had like real debt that wasn't just college right. so debt. So in my four years there, we went to the uh, you know the first three national championship games under the BCS, and uh, you know we were voted by Playboy as the top party school three of those four years. We only lost to Miami once. We only lost to Florida once. What a time. And then I get out of town, <laughs> and Chris Ricks takes over, and Jeff Bowden takes over because Mark Rick goes up to Georgia, and we go yeah. into what has been called in Florida State land as the lost decade. And so um, <laughs> you know, I got the, the, the joy of leaving there and going to work on a video game that my alma mater is represented on in our worst years. And right. <laughs> I got to be the guy that everyone blamed for Florida State being so overrated in all those games because... Every year, Florida State was perennially supposed to be the year they were coming back. Uh, right. And then they would lose four or five games in that year. And everyone's like, oh, overrated again. Ben did it again. And I right. had nothing to do with it. But, <laughs> Oh, my God. So, so <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, because I, so, I can't uh, get over right, that. That's hilarious. Here's a, here's a question that I really have about uh, NCAA football and and. It's it's got to be so much more difficult to scout NCAA players than it is Madden because, you know, everyone knows these guys. You, you know, you know, the guys that are on practice squads, you know, the second, third stringers, you know, the rookies um, that are potentially going to be in, you know, in the in the draft or be drafted or be selected um, even after the draft. Um, those guys are you can scout those guys. There's, there's a lot of easy ways to, to really kind of um, figure out what the, what their ratings should be, you know, how that, how their, their abilities on the field translate to the digital world. How, how was that process in NCAA? Because you're talking about, instead of 53 guys, you're talking about 70 guys. Um, and, you know, and you literally you're talking about kids that, you know, come from Palooka and and, you know, all sorts of places. <laughs> how do you how were you able to scout that process? Like, was it just a magnitude of of guys going out and checking out uh, different schools all over the country? Well, you know, if you recall, that was, uh, you know, the, the reason why we stepped away from the business was the player likeness issues that we, you know, did right, have with right, that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, right. we didn't have the rights to use the players. And so what we did was we right. didn't use the players, we created teams to represent what those teams looked like in real life. So you looked at Georgia Tech. Sure, they sure. were running the triple right. option. We wanted to have a team that represented a team that could run the triple option. USC right, running right. that pro style. Oregon running that spread you know, spread option right. kind of style. Uh, we would right. build the teams to represent what they were so they would play the accurate way. Um, yeah, we didn't have the, the ability to go in and, and make the teams to be the actual players. And like, depending on how everything plays out, if we do have the rights to, to do a, a college game that has the real players in it. Like that's going to be a, a difficult task for a lot of guys to, to, to do. Cause like you're saying, like these freshmen now speaking from a, a true college football standpoint and taking the video games out of it, like BYU, for example, Bronco Mendenhall has said he doesn't know what his team is going to be 
until fall camp because he doesn't know who's coming back from a Mormon mission. He doesn't know all these oh, weird yeah. things. <laughs> right, so right. how if they don't know, like how would a game that's launching in July and shutting its rosters down right. months before that know? Um, you know how do you, how would a, a game know this one star kid that has no recruiting? You know how, how as a fan, how do you know what? Akron's recruiting classes, unless you're an Akron right. fan and knows the in-depth exactly. sort of thing. So it's going to be a challenge whenever we get to that point, whenever we get to have uh, an NCAA game again or a college football game, whatever it's going to be called. Um, and if we are fortunate enough to be in a situation where you can have that, those licensed players and real players in the game, it's going to be a challenge for us. It, it's going to be something similar to what FIFA goes through, right? Look at the number of teams that FIFA has. And they've got to do right. all these different leagues, international leagues, all these things all over the world, and know how they're right. going to rate the players for that. But, you know, going back to your point, though, and bringing it back to the NFL side of things, yeah, by the time they get to the NFL, you know so much more about most of these guys. It's only a right. rarity do you get a guy from a, a smaller school that you might not know anything about. And so, but how, right. I mean, you can't do anything in the NFL without a thousand people reporting on it, right? So <laughs> right, there's nobody right, right. anymore. There's no guys. I mean, if you think about it, what the first ever Heisman winner, Jay Burwanger, he didn't play a down in the NFL. He got drafted, and he was like, "I'm never going to play in the NFL." And they just right. didn't know. I need to get a job. Like they, they, yeah, they just <laughs> didn't know back then what these guys were going to do. Now every single moment of these guys' lives are documented, and you can find Absolutely. everything about them. So. You know, especially in the in the NFL too. Once they get in there, everything about these guys. So you know, our guys. We have a you know, we've had a guy Donnie Moore who had been doing ratings for Madden for 16 years. So he'd been here even longer than I had. He just left wow. after this year. So the ratings in Madden 16 this year are the final Donnie Moore ratings. Um, and so now we're in kind of situation where we're rethinking things for the first time. Of how are we going to move on and do something that no one else has ever done before? Because this guy, wow. I love Donnie to death. He turned. Rating players into a whole cottage industry. He he has a business card that said the rating czar. Like wow, <laughs> he was the authority. Wow. He would go on TV and get challenged by NFL players. Like there was on ESPN one time, TJ Hushmanzada <laughs> calling him out saying he was too slow because everybody's too slow, right? And slow, right, 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 right. And Donnie, this little guy, just didn't back down. He's like, here are the stats. Here's your forty time. Here's right. this. Here's that. Boom. Right. And yeah. like just you know yep. th- that th- that drop the mic moment, he has that ability. Donnie's a guy who rates everything in his life. Uh, you know he's eating a chicken. <laughs> he's eating a chicken sandwich and he rates it an eighty-five right. toughness. I, I heard Ian Cummings, uh, right. an old buddy of mine, <laughs> telling that same story just a week ago on uh, on on Rich Christmas podcast, and uh, you know, it's just it's so funny because like yeah, you know he just yeah, that's how he. Does. We were at a Jacksonville game one time. This is a great. We're at a Jacksonville game and uh, watching the Jaguars play. It was, you know, it's Tennessee Jaguars on a Thursday night team event. The whole team went out there. We could have picked a better game, trust me, but that's the game we went to. <laughs> and he sees this guy sitting a couple rows ahead of us down to the, to the right, like a section over from us. And he looks at me and goes, Ben, look at that guy. That rat tail? I give that guy's rat tail eh, 75. Could be a lot better. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was rating that guy's rat tail, but that was Donnie. That's just what he is. So. Donnie's, Donnie's moved on. He's over at FanDuel now, kind of doing the daily fantasy thing. And best nice. of luck to him oh, with nice. that. Uh, you know, a lot of former EA guys are out in, in, in that doing right now, and they're doing great there. But so now we've got a whole thing where we're trying to say, okay, what are we doing now? And so yeah. we're figuring out a new world of doing rosters. And that's one thing that, you know, video games always evolve, and they always, you always have to adapt. And there's new technology and new things. And 
we're kind of rethinking how are we doing this? Is this going to be a one man show or a community thing, or are we going to you know license things out to have another group do the ratings for us, or what's this going to be? So that's kind of something you know we're already we're just launching Madden sixteen, and we're already working on what we're going to do for Madden seventeen because that's that's the game. That's an annual sports titles real game. Is right. what are you right. going to do for the next year to top yourself, and how early can you start on that without sacrificing both what you're putting out on the shelf and also your post-launch support? Because we're in a whole new world. It's not like it was right. when I got in the game where you launch the game and you walk away. And right, if there are, right. if there are problems, damn guys, I'm right. so sorry, and we'll get it next year. That right. doesn't that doesn't cut it anymore. Right, it is, dude. Not. There are problems with your game, and you're gonna fix them right now, damn it! Or you're gonna, you know, <laughs> don't even think about going home. Don't have lunch. Don't have dinner. I don't care if you haven't seen your right. wife. Fix my game, and and they're right to think right. that because they paid right. damn good money to do that. And you know, games are having an issue all across every genre of be it online support or be it just coming out with problems here and there, and no one is free of that and we're all figuring out our sure. own ways of how we're addressing this how we're going to fix these issues you know get them so that they don't occur out of the gate but that's the other part that a lot of people don't realize is the day the game launches there's more eyes and there's more hours played in the first hour of madden launch than you could possibly have in the entire time of creation of the game because you're right, going from right, right. a testing team that's doing the best they can to cover an entire game and, and a game like madden is so big to millions of people playing it the first night and rushing into all these different corners of the game that may not have gotten the amount of coverage as, as somewhere else, or they're trying things like the new PAT rule. Well, how can I screw up the new PAT, PAT rule? How can I, <laughs> how can I fake a, a kick on the PAT, run it back, fumble the ball on a lateral, have the other team return it? And I, <laughs> this is stuff that. <laughs> and, then, and then that goes on YouTube twenty minutes later. It's like, look at this bug. How this can they terrible. let this happen? How right, can right, these guys? Right. And, and you know, it's, right, Madden's awful. <laughs> and, and and you know, for as much as we get, you know, we always think about it, right? Like we fix. Let's put the number. Let's say twenty five thousand bucks in a year, right? Whatever the number is, right, right. And right. let's say there are a hundred that get out that are noticeable that people are, you know talk about. Like that's, I mean, that's a way high right. number, but just in in case, right. right, that we're talking about. Right. Those hundred get amplified because you see those, but you don't see all the thousands of things that were addressed along the way. But right. ultimately, you also have to look at it from the end consumer of, do you care? I don't care right. what you fix. You should have done that. You should also right. fix these, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. right. So that's exactly. the eternal thing. So, But we're just fortunate that we're in a time where we're humans. We're going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. You know, EA isn't this global giant, the overlord that's just putting down... The next game, and then putting our feet up and counting our money. We we're a bunch of dudes who really care, and we're really doing the best that we can with what we have available to us. We don't have unlimited resources and unlimited time, um, right. so it's it you know I don't want to. It's not a poor me pity party, right? I mean we're we're still mad, we're right. still EA, um, so we still do deserve the the blame that we get when there are problems. But uh, you know we're out there, we're trying, we're not putting our uh, you know blinders up and saying, well we're just focusing on next year. No. There are people here. I'm still at the office right now as we record this, and there are plenty of people here still working on this year's game, supporting this year's launch, and making sure that we, we've got Madden 16 to be the best it can be. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, I was going to say, you know, and, and I want to give you guys some some kudos as well, as, and and thank you for, for saying that, because I think, again, yes, the consumer is saying, yeah, I don't care, you know, I, I want my game to be perfect when it comes out, but also... I would say that in the past three years or so, three to four years, you guys have been way, way better about being out front of it and saying, okay, 
there are some things that that we've seen, you know, post launch, and and here's some here's some fixes that are going to happen. You guys have been great on the community side as far as coming out and saying, hey, we see this happening, we understand it, we see it, and we're working to address it. So it's it's one of those things that you know companies when they have had issues on launch or they've come out and things have been broken for months and they don't come out and say that. And, and then it's good to see that that has been something that with all the quote unquote bad, you know, EA is doing all this stuff and EA is the big conglomerate that doesn't care about its consumers. Worst company in America got, for three years in a row. Right, all that worst, stuff. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> worst company in the world and, and eat babies and all this stuff. But it's like, but it's like it's great to see that you guys have found a way to 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 be ahead of the curve in in a lot of ways, especially when coming into the community. Like, look, you're on our show. We we said hello from Twitter, and you're having this conversation with us. So it's like, I, I think you guys do deserve a little bit of, of kudos in that respect of, of seeing that that's a thing and and, and addressing it uh, head on. Well, so that's that's pretty good. And I definitely appreciate that, but I also think that we can always do better too, right? I mean, I I, I don't think we're our job is ever done, and. If anyone has a legitimate complaint, I want their voice to be heard. Uh, if anybody's out there without a legitimate complaint, they just want to go out there and troll, that's going to happen. You know, right. and uh, right. you've got what you really have to do is you have to kind of fight through the noise of people that just want to go out there and just bash on EA or bash on Madden or bash on just sports in general, right? I mean, that's what what a difference the, the genre has gone under in my time here, right? Like, it used right. to be multiple games on every right. sport and for one reason or another i know now i'm the bad guy because i represent the game who has the exclusive license that took away uh you know multiple football games from uh from everybody but um right. you know that that was a different time and a place and that was kind of a survival thing at that time and i might have some of the, right. the facts you know incorrect here but the way it was always told to us was that was a survival thing the nfl wanted to go exclusive 2k had a great game but they had a very small market share and they dropped their price yeah. to twenty bucks, and the NFL said, "What are you doing? That's right, that's right. not what we are." And they wanted to go exclusive, and, and they put it up, and they didn't just put it up to us; they put it up to everybody, and we won. And that was at a time when you know we were fighting for our lives at that point to be able to continue to make this game. And this was the largest game in the sports industry at the time. Now FIFA's overtaken us, and FIFA's the top mm-hmm. dog in the sports world. But Madden at the time was number one, um, and we haven't fallen far. You know, we, we're, we're probably I think we're sitting at number three right now. But um, right, right. you know, but we've 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 kind of lost our way a little bit. People would say, you know, the last generation wasn't the best of, that Madden could have been. But we've done a lot of work of refocusing what Madden needs to be and what the core of football needs to be and what our fan base wants us to do. And you can't. Re- we talked about the pendulum before, right? The pendulum swings one way. It's right. going to take a bit right. to get it to swing back the other way to be that you know sure. Madden 04, Madden 05. It doesn't happen in one night. And so I think we've taken real huge strides and real huge steps and made this game so much better than it has been the year before and the year before. And if you look at this game now from two years ago or from three years ago, it's night and day difference. And we've got a lot of guys that just dismiss sports games, right? Um, right, you right. Know, I look at that when I do media. I don't do nearly as much media now as I did back on NCAA, but it used to be you would see the same faces everywhere. Every year you'd come mm-hmm. out and you'd right. go to the same groups and you'd see the same guys and they knew your game. They knew you. Now you see freelance guys that don't know sports right. and are using Operation Sports and using other uh, message boards right, right. to be their crutch for when they're writing their reviews of what they what they need to find. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what are they, yeah. what's the community not like? Oh, they didn't fix this this year, and this still is broken, and they right. didn't like this. So uh-huh. then they can go and write a review that's well-informed of a guy who knows this thing. And, and I mean, 
<laughs> good on them for getting creative to, to do their job because it's just a job for them at this point. Sports games have been yeah. kind of put into this corner, and you see this at E3 too. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, E3 is not about sports whatsoever. E3 press conference, right? No. It is, the you know, sports games at the E3 press conference or at any press conference are like when a band is playing, a, you'll go to a concert and they're playing a song off the new album, right? People start yep. checking their phone, right. they start tweeting, they start moving around the time to take a bathroom break. It doesn't uh-huh. have the same huge feel in the industry as it used to. Um, and, I, and, you know, right. I, I can't pinpoint why that is. I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of theories out there. But, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't get lost on you to know that um, you're working on a title that's huge, uh, like Madden, but you're also a title in this larger pond of the industry where a game like Grand Theft Auto comes out and it's good by anything you're doing because that's what everyone's looking at, you know? <laughs> right. We right, launched the same right. week as Metal Gear Solid comes out. We're launching the same time, game, yeah. same exact day as... Um, until, until dawn, Gears you know, and stuff like right, that come right, out. Right. Some really cool yeah. major games that are going to pull eyeballs away from Madden, and so we've got to make sure we're keeping our dedicated fan base happy. And then, how are we going to attract new people? Because that's one thing you find with sports is you've got your dedicated core that are going to come back every single year. You've got the guys who are going to take maybe a year or two off and then get back, get back into it, and then you've got the guys who have stopped playing because they had a family. And then right, right. they finally have a chance. Oh, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna play Madden again. And they step back in and they go, "Oh my god! Like I have missed so much. What do these buttons do? <laughs> Last right, time right, I played right. was on Genesis. There were three buttons. Now I come in and there's, you know. So how right. do you progress right. those guys along? And how do you make everyone happy? Because everything that you divert from doing for the hardcore guys that are there every year to try to bring back in those that are not huge into the game or maybe those that love watching football but feel intimidated to play the game everything that we do to 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 not you know work on the hardcore stuff those guys hate us for it but right, then the right. other guys that are are you know, I, you know they're intimidated and they're like I can't play this game so we're trying to figure out how are we best going to satisfy everybody and that when you and and for the hardcore guys when you try say you're satisfying everybody to them you're satisfying nobody cuz they always want right. their stuff and so we need to do a better job. You're seeing that this year. I, uh, you know, CFM is, is taking its lumps in the first couple days, uh, franchise right, mode, right, right. of some bugs that got out there that we're not happy with that got out there, that should not have gotten out there. And it's making the guys who are CFM, who are our most, most passionate, most loyal, most vocal fans, are like, yo, guys, this is messed up. We don't feel like we can start right, right now. Yeah. Um, your right. game's not broken. We can do other things. And we can kind of do a, a franchise right now, just kind of a as we're waiting for you to fix your stuff. But tend your garden, man. Get it fixed. And then we can right, get in here and right, do it. And so right. that's the stuff that, that crushes you as a, as a game developer is you think you've got everything. You know, you think that you've done the best you can do. You think you've, you've made sure that everything's tight as, as to what you know. And then the game goes out there and instantly millions of guys are playing it and they're finding stuff that you didn't, you missed. And you're, how did this happen? How did we yeah. get through? And so that's just, that that's the heartache of being a game developer. But the beauty of where we're at right now is you can address those things. You can't address them same day a lot of times, but server side's allowing you to do a lot of things now. God bless being on the servers for stuff. And, <laughs> right. and also, too, I mean, to EA, you know, having great server support and being one of those companies that is able to, um, especially, especially on the sports side, have solid online support from the first day. Um, you know, we've been yeah. very fortunate in that regard that our game comes out and online everything works day one, and, and that's not something that we have to fight fires on. You know, we have other, other fires to fight, but that's just one we don't have to worry <laughs> about. Right. That you know that I mean that is the thing about about EA Sports and and uh, 
you know, there's there is I mean, really, there are two companies that are making sports games and, and it's only two companies that are making sports games because the the other company that is making a sports game 2K and the NBA 2K series uh, is just a juggernaut. But, you know, as I've said on this show millions of times, I love NBA 2K, um, but it, there are two games. There's the game you buy when the game r- launches and then the game that you get once the game is patched it's three, four, six, eight weeks later. Um, and, you know, that's something uh, that it's something that for whatever reason, Madden doesn't get the leeway um, to do that. But Madden, when it comes to playing online Madden never needs that leeway at at worst I think Madden 25 it was like a week and a half two weeks of network bugginess when it came to playing head-to-head games um, but that was it was a, a mix of both uh, Madden 25 being new being the consoles being new and getting the net code and everything working correctly at the right time uh, for for you know to get all of that stuff worked out, um, but but it has worked and and you know give me a second and allow me to kind of praise the game that you're working on or the series that you've worked on uh, for the last couple of years. Madden 25 came out with the new consoles, and I've got to say, um, you know it was a it's a very very low bar, um, but but the best sports launch of a football game in the history of consoles. Um, with the other launch being Madden 06, and and that was feature incomplete, and Madden 25 came out and was feature complete. It, you know the 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 game had been in you know in a little bit of a rut. Madden 25 was a good game, um, but it wasn't a great game. Madden 15 came around, and Madden 15 was a great great football game. It was the the absolute best football game I had ever played. Um, and, and, uh, you know, coincidentally it was when you started, uh, when you jumped onto the team. So I don't know if you had, I will take every bit of credit having nothing to do with it, but I'll take it as a a true producer, right? I have nothing to do with it. Um, but, but I mean, there were, there were lots of great additions uh, and, you know, to your point, talking about. Uh, adding things for the hardcore, the for the for the guys who love football, for the guys that know football, uh, adding things for them, and then adding things for the people that have been away for a little while. Uh, maybe they're jumping on the new consoles for the very first time. And they haven't uh, bought a Madden in a while. Um, adding that gauntlet mm-hmm. was a brilliant move. Yeah, and the gauntlet for those people who don't know is a series of mini games that allows you to play as either a you know defensive or offensive player that has really nothing to do you do football stuff but it's not during a game so you get to learn and understand the mechanics of each position and uh, the mechanics of the game without actually having to play the game and it's fun so you know there's all sorts of really wacky things that happen and all that other stuff so so Adding the gauntlet really, if if I had people ha- that never played Madden and they wanted to play, that's what I would you know I'd tell them to go and play that for t- ten twenty minutes and then call me back and then we'll play a game and they'll be able to play. I'll still beat them because I'm that just that great, but um, <laughs> but but they'll be able to play. This year, uh, Madden sixteen is now the best brand of football I have ever played um, from. 
the you know from from the way the game looks from the 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 little touches that you the nuances that you that you've added to the game um at the end of a game when you're you're watching the the players walk away from each other you'll see paint chips from the opposite the opposing team's helmets on the other on the you know on the guy's helmets because they've been bashing into each other for you know for uh two hours that i mean just or three hours i mean that kind of stuff i was i was telling you earlier that i was playing a game and i was a defensive lineman and i i almost jumped off sides and I didn't, or actually, I probably did encroach. I probably was in a neutral zone You're when the ball was encroaching. high. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, life imitates art. Um, and and I, you know, I made it to the quarterback, and I sacked the quarterback. And after I, after the play was done in the cutscene, the offensive lineman is making the the hand gesture for why wasn't the flag thrown? Because I jumped the line. And that's why I got the sack. So, I mean, all of those touches, the things that you guys thought about to include in the game to to allow us to flesh out the story of the game that we're playing is just amazing. Um, and, you know, so now that you've, 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 you've added all of that stuff, the gauntlet is back and it's new and improved. It's really weird. And it's got this British guy, this British guy is in there and he's telling you how many lives you have left. And is is, you know, it's really cool. Um, that's great for people, but you've added a new, uh, a new mode called the draft champions. And, you know, I kind of want to, I've played a little bit of it, but I want you to explain to the rest of Chicago exactly what Draft Champions is and and why it's so cool and why it's such a great addition to Madden. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll we'll start talking to Draft Champions, but I do want to get back and talk more Gauntlet, talk about Skills Trainer because you know what that means for for the Madden game and also that you know how that ties into that first uh, experience when you boot up the game. So we'll get back and cover that stuff in a minute. But Draft sure. Champions for us, it is uh, you know if you've played Hearthstone Arena. Mm-hmm. Then you're seeing something that we've used as uh, something to, to kind of how can we borrow from what other people are doing right? How can we cross mm-hmm. genres and look at something someone else is doing and say how can that apply to us? And I think that's something that as a game maker you're always looking at. You're looking for inspiration both from other games from for us. We've got a real life you know NFL product that we can look for inspiration. Other sports, anything. I mean, you can walk down the street and see something and boom, get inspired of what. How can you take that? And add that into your game, and so we looked at um, you know our ultimate team experience, and our ultimate team is something that has been a great success for all of EA, and now all of the sports. You're seeing the show with their Diamond Dynasty. You're seeing 2K. You're seeing every other sport game out there create this ultimate team style experience that was pioneered first in FIFA a few years ago, and then we came on board, and it's become this juggernaut. But right. for that, there, that's a lot of time and investment for anyone who doesn't know what Ultimate Team is. Uh, it's a kind of a collection-based game where you get packs of these items that are players, playbooks, uniforms, stadiums, and it's a different way of, of playing all together in that you're trying to get and build this your your best team. And there's a mixture of legends. And during the course of the your season, there's... ultimate team. Your ultimate team. Exactly. It's, it's kind of on the nose, right, with the name. You know, it's like, we're, not, we're not that clever over here. You know, we have an ultimate team. And then now we've got a new mode where you're drafting for champions. <laughs> so what this new mode is, it's kind of, in a way you look at it, ultimate team takes 
a, a fair, fairly decent investment of time right, to, right. to build up your team. You can also, if you don't want to spend the time and grind, you can pay for packs and to pay for individual players to get yourself the team that you want. Uh, this is a different mode that takes kind of that portion of it and says, okay, the part that people love from Ultimate Team is building their team. They love playing with these different teams. They don't want to go online and play against the Seahawks again. They don't want to go online and play against the Patriots again. They want to have a different experience. And so what this does is this gives you a chance to have a really quick draft experience using the Ultimate Team style of asset. So you've got all these different players that are barred from Ultimate Team. So you're going to see these legends or these rare uh, players that you might not normally get through Ultimate Team that you can go through and so and, and, and create this team quickly, and then you have basically a single night experience with them. It's down to just an instant mutt, right? It's short attention span mutt. Because um, <laughs> you can go through, the first thing you do is you pick your coach, um, and so that gives you uh, your base playbook, and it gives you the offensive and defensive style that your team, you need to build that team around, right? So do you want to be a ground and pound uh, running team? Do you want to have your defense be focused on man or zone? All those different things. And then you move into a 15-round draft where you get presented with three players per round. And you've got a base team that's generated for you. All the players are in kind of the mid-70s of their overall. And so overall is on a 0 to 99 scale to determine how good a player is. And there's all these different attributes that go into each position to determine what their overall is. So for a receiver, you've got things like not only your speed, but your jumping ability, your ability to catch in traffic, your ability to just catch the ball, your spectacular catch, your ability to get off the line uh, if a defensive back is trying to jam you at the line. Conversely, a defensive back has their ability to press you at the line, their zone rating, their man rating, their uh, play recognition, their pursuit. All these different things go into each individual player's overall. Um, And so what you do at that point is you've got these three different guys that you can choose from, and so you have 15 total rounds for a sport that has 22 starters, so you've got to try and make decisions. Where am I going to upgrade? What am I going to leave to be the base kind of 77-rated, 75-rated player? Where, where am I going to know I'm going to have my deficiencies, and how can I bury those a little bit to accentuate I want a really great passing attack, so maybe I don't want to draft a running back. Uh, but i got to have my quarterback. Okay, there's a quarterback that comes up in round three that is uh, an 85 overall. Pretty good. But maybe if I wait, I might get a quarterback who's in the 90s later. <laughs> right. And so you, you kind of pass up on that 85-rated Andrew Luck, and then you, you wait and you wait, and you're drafting receivers, and you're getting an offensive line and some defensive players, and you're, you're building guys that fit your team, or you're just building the guys that you like just because, oh, I like that player, or I like this guy, or this guy went to Florida State, I'll take him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then you get to the point where you've got you know that final round, and you haven't drafted your quarterback yet, and your fingers are crossed that one's going to come up. And do you get um, you know a Randall Cunningham uh, legend pop right. up, or do you right. get um, you know a, a, an ultimate version of uh, you know Russell Wilson or somebody like that come up, or are you stuck with that seventy-five rated Alex Smith? And <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you got to go through this whole series where it's you win you know three games. Uh, to complete the the draft champion series, and you get a reward for doing so. Or if you lose at any point in that way, that series that's over. And so at that point, you either win three, lose one, and that ultimate there that uh, draft champions experience is done. That team gets obliterated, and you start fresh. So that's where I'm talking about that kind of short attention span, uh, instant mud experience. Is that in a, in one night you can go through, draft your team, play through it, finish them up. 
boom, done, and maybe start another one or start it over the next night. So it's kind of a really interesting change in approach to how we're taking something like that ultimate team um, and saying, okay, how can we do this a little different? How can we do this in a way that's not just the, hey, here's this year's solo challenges, here are these, right. here's this year's new ultimate team players, go out there and do everything you've done before. What are, What's the wrinkle we're adding to make it different? And so that was the choice this year was how we're going to you know change things and looking at other genres to how can we borrow from them to make our game better. And so right. that's the, the draft champions. But I know I've been rambling here for a while. Part uh, That's just kind of my nature. I just <laughs> verbally go for a while. But I did want to go back just quickly. I'll, I'll keep it brief talking about uh, you know the skills trainer portion. And that's our way of sure. getting people into the game and learning the mechanics. And if you've taken a year off, it's a way to go in and figure out, okay, what do I do? Okay, the wide receiver DB, that's a brand new thing to the game this year. So how do I perform these different catches? Right. How as a defender do I defend against the receiver doing these things? How as a quarterback do I throw the ball so I can try to force a high point catch opportunity with my receiver? Right. I've got Calvin Johnson in a great mismatch. I want to <laughs> throw that high point. Well, you can as a as a quarterback intentionally throw the ball up to where he can go and do that high point catch. And so how do I do that? And so that's the the, the getting you in the mechanics and learning the game. But then it's also an area where we're teaching you strategy. How do I read a defense? How do I tell a cover two from a cover three pre-snap? And then how do I learn, okay, well, I know it's a cover two, but what do I do next? Okay, well, where are the weaknesses? So how do you know what to attack? And so, um, and then on top of that too, something new we've done this year is we've done something we've never done before, which is the basics. I mean, how many first-person shooters are out there? How long has that genre dominated? But what do you do every time you load up a new first-person shooter? You learn how to run. You learn how to aim. You learn how to shoot. Even though every one of those games uses the same mechanics. You know? Right. (laughs) Shoot is the same in every first-person shooter, just about. (laughs) Uh, Look is the same. and you know, Aim is the same in just about every one. But they still make you do that. And we've never done that in Madden. Mm. We've expected you to come in and know how to throw, how to catch, how to change players, how to do simple things like flip the play at the line because you see that they're stacking to the right, and you're running to the right, but the left is a nice little hole for you, so you can flip the play at the line. Never taught you how to do that. So now we've added a whole new suite of skills trainer options in there to teach you those things that will make you better at the game, because when you're better at the game, you play longer. And so we put a lot of time into that, but that goes back to our comment before. We put time into that, but that means we didn't put time into something else that a hardcore guy would care about, because he already knows those things. So... It's the balance every year of what we're going to do. And then the gauntlet, like you mentioned, that was another one that's kind of a, a genre-crossing version for us or, or, or feature for us in that it kind of borrows a little bit of mini games and how can we do something kind of a little bit more wacky from the strict NFL style. So you've got like a, a boss battle, right? A boss mode. Like, <laughs> right. in, a, in a football game, you've got a boss battle. Right. And uh, so you get to these things and it's not your typical just try to get a first down. It might be something where you're trying to kick a field goal in 100 mile an hour wins. Um, and yeah. so it's just a little bit kind of a goofy <laughs> thing there. But it, it's fun and it teaches you still how to kick, kick a field goal. Um, and then we've got things like your ability to do like the old Mario games where you could jump levels and warp to a new spot. You can do that here as well. So if you get to a situation where if you perform the, the you know correctly in this drill, you get to jump to a much later point in the whole uh, Gauntlet series. And so we've kind of just taken the concept of video games of other genres and started seeing how can we get out of our just this little sports world and how can we appeal to sports fans, yes, but also just gamers. That there's something about 
that kind of role-playing game experience that people absolutely love, mm-hmm. but never think about the fact that franchise is just a role-playing game. You're, you're, right. you're being the team. Right. You're being the coach, the owner, the player, whatever you're choosing mm-hmm. to be. But in this different world that doesn't quite involve jack- dragons or swords or spells and that sort of stuff, but it's still <laughs> very much in this you know, element where you're playing this role-playing style game. And then the last thing I wanted to talk, talk on in this long, long ramble is, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for you to edit this whole out. I'm, I'm going to be on this thing for like 20 seconds when you edit this whole thing down. <laughs> it was like, hi, Ben. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ben. Hi, that well, was episode 75 of the show. Yes. <laughs> the gabagoo. But so we've started out, we've done We've intentionally done a, a, a new thing. We call it internally fix. It's the, the first interactive experience. When you put the game okay. in the tray or when you download the game, the very first thing that we want you to do is experience essentially the best of Madden. We want to put you in a situation where you're getting this really kind of interesting story that we've never done before and, and being presented the game in a way that you're seeing cutscenes that involve actual NFL players and coaches. I mean, every voice in Ultimate Team, or Ultimate Team, mix my phrase up. <laughs> every, every voice in Fix in that, in that experience is the actual person all the way down to the referee is the true NFL referee, Bill Vinovich, who called the Super Bowl last year. But Mike Tomlin, Patrick Peterson, Martavis Bryant, all these guys, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, all those guys are the actual voices. And, um, you know, getting those guys to do these, these pieces and, and, and kind of creating and crafting a story for you to play through. And so this year it is Super Bowl 50. Uh, we're kind of doing a rematch of the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. you play through as the Steelers, and we put you in these moments where we're teaching you, okay, well, here's how you do the high point, or here's how you go mm-hmm. for an interception. Very kind of simplistic controls for you to know exactly how to do the new thing, so you're learning what's new in a situation where it's very high presentation um, elements to, to give you the feel of an intense moment like you've never experienced in Madden before. And then you go through and play this, and now you finish this first experience while the game's still installing, and you know what's new in Madden, you've experienced success, and you feel great about jumping into your first game. And that's what we've wanted to do, is give people that, not just watching a video to start, but give you a playable experience that, man, i got to get in there and do this myself. I've had that, mm. that first taste of what it can be like to be super successful in this game. Let me go chase that again and do that again. So, so let me say first... That if you ever decide that you no longer want to work with EA, you will absolutely be one of the top 10 hip hop artists of all time because your breath control is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> your breath control is amazing. Oh, man. What, that, that's probably the best compliment I've ever got right there. I you love spit it. a hot 77. <laughs> Right. And you'll see it. I haven't had a sip of water. I'm ready you to didn't go. Drink, right. You didn't take a drink. I'm sipping like four glasses of right. water and tea. Right. Ted Cruz can learn a thing or two from you. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> but, so real quick, funny funny story with this, because I, I did do a lot a lot more media on NCAA than I'm currently doing now. It's kind of the face of that franchise for a while. And right. I got to the point where you, know, you get a, an interview where someone's like, they don't really know what your game's about or what you're doing. Right. They're just on assignment. And so... It's the classic interview. They stick the, the microphone in front of you and go, so tell me what's new. And then they zone out. Right. <laughs> right. And I've been with guys who tense up in that moment. They freak out. They don't know what to do. I love it. That's my time. <laughs> All right, dude, get out of my way. I'm just going to roll for five minutes and just tell you everything. Right. Now, I'm probably going to tell it to you too fast. And you're going to be like, what did he just say? But I'm going to give you everything that you would ever need in, that five, in, in a five-minute spiel where I just ramble on. 
And then you can go back and cut it up as you please. So, you know, that, right. that's, that's old hat for me. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, let, let, me say, let me say this really quick. So you, there was a lot of information that you just gave to, to the fans and to, to the audience. I'll say this because I was a big 2K football fan for, forever. I was, I was that guy. Yeah, who, you, you're garbage. We're not going to talk about that. So <laughs> as, as a, and, and Madden 15 brought me back into the fold, basically, because I, I, I love football. I'm really bad at Madden. I'm like oh and thirty at this point. <laughs> That's like offline, online people I have no. I think my grandmother beat me once. It was a whole bunch of people beat my beat my ass in Madden. But fifteen brought me back into the fold because of some of the things you just talked about. Sixteen then you know piles on with piles on with some of that. With again, you said the gauntlet, and I haven't played sixteen yet. I haven't, I haven't uh, had a chance to, to actually get it with EA Access or uh, just a, a normal copy, but. The first thing when I heard about Draft Champions was the thing that made me super excited because I am a football fan who loves to watch the Sunday games, but I'm not the kind of guy who will sit down with stats and say, what was this dude's bench press? And what was this guy doing in the combine? Like, I'm not going to watch the combine. I will watch my Jets lose every Sunday and then I'll, I'll cry and then that'll be what it is. And then someone will hug me and then that'll be, it'll be the next week. But... Draft Champions is something I'm super excited about because as a as a person who tried Mutt, I've always thought Mutt for people who didn't have that kind of um, statistical uh, kind of itch or knew every player on, on the whole roster, this for me will be that kind of mode. And I can say, I know these folks. I know to a certain extent this is how my – I know how my, my line will work and I know how my offensive defense will work. And I will be able to kind of pick and choose based on need and based on play style. And, and it's, it's a simpler version of it, which I really appreciate and which I'm really super excited that you guys decided to, to kind of go with. Um, did you find that when you were having the conversations about starting the process that, you know, you talked about you can't please everybody? Um, did you feel that this was a way to then, again, kind of grow the community from the bottom up again and say, we're going to start pulling in from all angles and say, we want the hardcore to always be happy, but we also definitely want the, the, the kind of novice uh, people to, to, to get their feet wet so that we can have everyone at a certain point, get to the middle again and say, we can have a broader, a broader growth across all, all the people who play our Madden game. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a risk. It was a calculated risk to add something like that to the game because you know the first thing that you say uh, that's, that's going to be said by the hardcore fans when you announce a feature like this is, well, who was asking for that, right? And that's always the thing. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. So it's like you better damn be, be damn sure that this mode is good and this mode right. is fun so it can stand up to that initial just, well, who was asking for this? Um, and so, you know, it... it it's one of those things where, yeah, we, we we're looking at it saying, okay, we think there's something fun here. We really like this concept in another genre. We think it applies here. Mm. We're going to take this risk and say, let's put enough resources behind it. Let's make sure that we do the things that we need to do to make sure it's good so that it can stand up to people saying, why did you do this? Right. Um, and then when they, before they've ever played it, cause that's, I mean, to a, to a fault by the just sports community, everybody does this dismiss before you've ever played because (laughs) you feel like you know this game because you've grown up with this game right so Mm -hmm. you already know 
how it's going to be before you've ever played it, just because you've played it for so long coming up. So it's how can you get them to say, okay, I'm going to give that a try. And then when they play, you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. These guys, these guys aren't so bad, you know? Um, and so that was the kind of calculated risk that we took was, mm. okay, we think we've got something here. And it wasn't until we started getting it in the hands of reviewers to see what they think to say, okay, do we have something here? And then it was ultimately when people started playing it, because that's really what it matters. I mean, you're not making a right. game for a reviewer. You know, you're making right. it for the fans. And right. hopefully, you know, you get good reviews along the way because people love to be, you know, complimented for the work they do. But, you, <laughs> you know, it's for the fans. It's how, is, how do they feel. And so when you start getting that mode out there and people playing it and talking about it, and it's not just the Mutt guys saying, I've got a cool new way to play. It's the guys that have never played Mutt before and think that's the worst thing we've ever added <laughs> are kind of saying, okay, I'll check this out. Right. Hey, wait, you know what? This isn't so bad. I kind of like this. And, Whoa, they have these legends in the game. I've never, re- I didn't even know that these guys were here. And so, right. you know, they're they're learning mo- and playing more of the game because that's one thing that we all tend to do as sports fans. And, and we're all, I mean, I'm just as much of a sports gaming nerd as I as anybody else. Right. I play each game a different way, and I play it for a specific thing. Mm-hmm. And so right. I'll play the show and play Road to the Show, but probably won't get into the franchise as much, and I don't get into Diamond Dynasty. Right. But then I go in, I play my player in 2K, but don't get into much else there. I'll right. go into Rory McIlroy, and I'll start playing some rounds of free round golf. I don't really get in the career mode there too much. But then I come into Madden, and I play franchise, right? right. And and everybody's like that. We're, we're, it's, it's a very segmented genre of, mm-hmm. you play this for this, this is what I like here, this is what I like over here, and there's so many different things you know, it wasn't. It's not like it was in Madden '93, right? Where it was just a bunch of, of exhibition games, <laughs> right? And right, so, right, you know, and, and so right. the game was so small at that point. The game is massive now, and yeah. the online component yeah. and everything else makes things so complex. I mean, I look around at how few people it took to make the game when I started here in 2000 mm-hmm. to look at the team size now. And I always like, you know, the cynical side of me says, "How how come we're not doing more? We've got so many more people." well yeah well this entire group didn't exist before because you never had to worry about online and this entire group didn't exist before because of this and that and it's it's so much more hard work now to do anything in a game than it was 10 years ago 15 years ago now for an old folk like me uh that you know it's 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 mind-boggling how hard it is to do even the most simplistic thing and so uh you know we don't we don't get the credit that for that, but again, and, and 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 no matter how many times I say things like we don't get the credit for that, at the end of the day, to the end user, it doesn't matter. Just show me, you know, right. don't tell me about the labor. Show me the baby, you know. Right. And so right. that's right. what right. we're right. down to. Right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, I I want to I want to before we before we move on, I want to get to two things. First off, uh, if you guys haven't played uh, the fix that Ben's talking about. Uh, this this first interactive experience, uh, I'm sure it's up on YouTube somewhere. It's amazing. It I mean, really, from a, from a presentation standpoint, it's you know, it's it, the production value on it is like a movie. Um, you know, it it almost makes me wish that more of the game was like that because it is just that is just that. So, I was just yeah. about to say that, yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's what our fans are saying is this is where they want to see the game go. Maybe not game go, every right. game to this kind of dramatic right. thing. And they don't want everything to be right. on this linear kind of, okay, do this, and now this happens, and then this right. and this happens. Right. But you still right. want the 
unexpectedness, because that's the greatest part about sports games, right, is you're paying right. 60 bucks, and you can have an infinite number of sessions where different things happen. You know, you don't just play the right, same right. campaign over and over. So, right. But you want that production value. You want that story. You want something. I know there right. was a, you know, you put out the, the question earlier of, hey, if you got questions, send them on. And one guy's like, where's the story? And right, we hear right, you. Right. We're, we, we agree. Where, where is the story? We're looking at, at different ways of doing that. And so this is for mm-hmm. us a game that has never done a story element. We're not just going to be able to jump right into it and be perfect. So right. this is these are learnings for us of how is there an audience for it? Because we didn't know the first time. We thought people, you know, we didn't know if people were going to love it or be like, look, screw this, just give me to the game. We didn't know, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and so now we've done this for two years now, and that audience is growing and getting larger, and the expectations are growing. So it's putting more of the pressure on us of how are we going to tell story in everything we do, uh, and and not mm-hmm. just. You know, fall into the old uh, problems of that you see in a lot of games, and not just sports of pop-ups with text. Um, you know, <laughs> right, that's a right. that's a very uh, PS2 way of going about everything, right? <laughs> right. But it, it right. but it, 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 it works, <laughs> and it doesn't cost a lot right. to do. So right. when times are tough, you you rally around the stuff right. that you know you can do. But but, <laughs> but grab a writer, grab some text. But how long yeah. can you can can that last for? And and people want more. They demand more, and they should get more. And so. We are learning as we go of how to become storytellers because that's something that has never existed really in the genre of sports. You've had, you I mean, you had Fight Night Champions, right? That was kind of a right, story right, mode. Right, uh, right, even Don right, King Prize right. Fighter was kind of an interesting story mode. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought that was brilliant, though. They're kind of making it like an old sports century where you're telling the recap of the story. Oh, yeah. I thought there was some right, right. really cool elements of how they told that story. Yes. 2K is probably the benchmark right now for a sports sure. you know, story. And so for us, it's okay. How do we start getting to not just what they're doing, but how do we, what, what can we do different? Because we, you, you know, you're never going to be the leader if you chase, you know? And right, so, right. you know, we're, we're going about it in our own way of trying to figure out how are we going to tell a, a story in a way that is, you know, not only compelling, but also mind blowing for, for the genre to, to th- take it beyond where anyone else has gone. So, it's it's going to be a process, and it's expensive, man. To to clear that I'm those sure. yeah. that is expensive, yeah. and to get people to yeah. buy off on spending that kind of money for something that they have never seen before. Right. I mean, I think I think you got Mike Tomlin to almost smile. I don't even want to know how much that costs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even want to know how much that costs to try to get that man to smile. That's the best part, right? Is these guys they love being a part of this stuff, even like getting a guy like Patrick Peterson or getting Bruce Arians uh, or Carson Palmer involved in these things. And so for Carson, actually, we were able to pull all of his stuff from NFL films. We never got a chance to, to meet with him, but we were able to pull the set when they wire the guys up. We were able to pull stuff from him right. um, through, the NFL, through NFL films. But the other guys we were able to get. And so in the storyline, if you play it the right way, the Cardinals lose. Now, you can also mess up and, and not, you know, and not have Antonio Brown score the game-winning touchdown and instead Patrick Peterson. Okay, there has, a, it, there's there branching for everything, state. yeah. Okay. And uh, okay. and so if you do that, the, the Cardinals do win. And so we've got to show this to these guys and get them to say their lines and get them to buy off on the fact that they're telling a story, uh, you know, that we're telling a story where they're not going to win. For most <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And these are, I mean, these are some of the most competitive guys in the world, right? You can't make it to right. professional <laughs> sports without being competitive. So, <laughs> right. but, but they right. get it. They understand it. They think it's fun. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was amazing. He really loved the story and got into it. And he, you know, he was a much better actor, I think, than... A lot of people were anticipating because you never know what these guys—you yeah. know—they're athletes. They're not actors. 
you know, if you can find someone who can do both, oh, that's great. And uh, <laughs> so it's it's you know going through and figuring out okay, what is the evolution of story in sports? Because we're we're just scratching the surface. It's one of those things that people always talk about going from NES games and why are video games so bad? Well, because back in like Atari and back on you know arcades, you didn't have an ending. You right. just, you just right. change up the, on Pac-Man, you just change up the color of the screen and kept going, right? Like, right. You made the ghost a little faster. That was your, that was your progression, right? Right. right? right. And so in the genre of video games, you had to learn how to end a story, how to create a story. Mm-hmm. And sports have never had to learn that. We, right. we, we put right. you in the environment right. and make you fill in your own gap. Like you're saying earlier mm-hmm. with your, um, you know, the, the example of, of the guy that went off, that was encroaching. And then got mm, back, and right. then the penalty, you know. Where we're at our best is when we can fill in visually and with audio and everything else, fill in those stories of what you think is going to happen next. And when we're at our worst is when that stuff doesn't happen. And right. so it's right. trying to raise, you know, raise the bar on all those things so that those moments where we're at our worst are few and far between. And those moments yeah. where we're at our best are there, and they're they're not... So much so of like, huh, did you see what we did there? We remembered that what you did and we made sure to show up. You don't want to go that way, but you want it to feel intelligent. You don't want to insult the user, um, but you also, you, you, you want it to feel intelligent. You want to feel natural. That's what people want. They want what they see on Sunday reflected in their game. And so we're trying to do that in everything that we do. And, and, and it's, it's, it's where you're going to pick your battles for every year. So gameplay wise this year, right? We looked at that wide receiver defensive backs uh, as an area where, that was a portion of the game that had never really been touched. Um, and that's also a portion of, for our players that was the, one of the more intimidating things to do in our game. When they when you pass the ball in Madden 15 or, or Madden 25 or any, pick a Madden, right? Most players right. would throw would press the button to throw the ball and let it go. Because all yeah. they... Yeah, they basically. Are, the CPU is going to do this for me because all I can do is screw up. Or defensively, I'm never going to take control of that cornerback and try and go for that interception. Yeah. Because all I can do is pull the guy out of the play and cause and leave a big touch and lead a big touchdown, right? So we had to address that. We had to. Why is there this whole portion of the game where people are afraid to do anything? And only the super hardcore guys are the ones that love to do that. And there, some of them are playing straight up, but some of them are finding different ways of how they can, you know, cut a route, route short and then sprint up to be able to, you know, just cause the defender right, to, right. to freak out and all these sort of things and causing issues with our game how can we clean all this stuff up so that the guy who is new and novice to the game and getting better can be competitive but not you know make it a a roll of the dice versus the best guy but how can the best guy still feel like they're in control because it is so rewarding to get an interception that's a user i mean we used to do that back on on ps2 days remember that we used to user pick because oh yeah, right. People used oh, yeah. to, you know, you used to fight with your buddy. I, you know, right on the couch, you give him an elbow. I, 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 I did, did that, that. <laughs> right. And this was the validation of showing that yes, you did do that. And so, right, people have kind of gotten afraid of of doing these things in the game, and that's the worst feeling for you is to have something that's intimidating that no one will do it. And so, we added these mechanics where you can just sit there and you you'll have a button icon pop up over your receiver to tell you what the probably best type of catch to do is. But you can choose whatever you'd like to, and so you can go for an aggressive catch to try to, you know, out-jump the guy or do something spectacular like the Odell Beckham one-handed catch, which Mm. is in the game, and I know some people think it's in the game too much, uh, but it's there. (laughs) Um, A a rack catch, right, a turn-up field to to try and get extra yards. 
a possession catch to just try and make sure you secure the ball and fall down. So you've got this whole other level of strategy of at the line, and the and the the quarterback as well can you know you hold down the the left bumper to throw a high pass, you hold down the left trigger to throw a low pass. So you can sit there at the line and look at your matchup and see where the defensive back is with your receiver and see who you've got and make from an adjustment on pre-snap, okay, I want to throw, oh, I've got my one-on-one coverage here. I want to audible this guy, to you know, hot route this guy to a streak. I'm going to go for a one-on-one situation, and now I can actually use my height advantage better than I've ever been able to do in Madden before by throwing a high right. ball and going for that aggressive catch. Now, as a defender, you had to complement that. Everything that you do has to have the other side of it to balance it out, right? And so right, right. as a defender, how do I not just get abused by these high passes the whole time, right? Like, <laughs> right. That's me. Right. How do we that's not just me. turn this into Calvin, you know, <laughs> the, make the game Calvin Johnson jump ball, right? Like that's what we didn't want to have happen. Um, and so you've got from the, the defensive side, can you play the ball or play the man? And so if you play the ball, you're going to go for the pick or the swat. Play the man is you might catch it, but you're not going to go any farther, but I'm also going to try and jam the ball out of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, on right. a high point catch – hit that play man instead of play ball, and he's going to dislodge the ball um, as what he's going to try to do. And so that's your counteraction there. And so you know, everything's got to have a reaction to it because we don't want to have a situation like what Madden 03 was where the introduction of a guy like Michael Vick broke the game. Right, right, right. Like, right. You remember that game? Michael Vick broke the damn game. Yeah. We had to rethink how we were going to do speed ratings for quarterbacks and do all the right. other things because yeah. the world had never seen a quarterback with that blend of speed and also an arm. So, and yeah. so he broke, you know, just broke the game. And, you know, you had guys before that were fast. Well, I mean, he he, he broke the sport. Yeah, he broke. Yeah, exactly. It took, a, it took a while for, for people to catch on and figure out what to do. Um, hit him in the ribs. Yeah, yeah hit him, exactly. Yeah. But, Give him some dogs. Oh, yeah, I was gonna go there. Uh, too soon. Too soon. Uh, I knew you were gonna do it. You could have. You could have held it and not I done it. I could have not done it, but I you did it. That's no longer resist. your problem as a as a Jets guy. That's now Pittsburgh right. has to deal with that one. So yeah, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's so, that's one of the uh, things that we think about every year is how are we gonna, you know. How are we going to raise, you know, the rising tide raises, raises all boats, right? I love using just different analogies here and there. So how are we going to going rise the tide to make all the boats better that, are, that make up Madden, right? Yeah, so, so, now, so now we have an actual new uh, classification now that you actually have a defensive tool that I can use so that when people play me, it is no longer all Madden. It is all Khalif not getting scored on all the time. So that makes me happy. We're trying to keep it within 28 for you now. That's what, We're doing things like this, right? right? <laughs> Basically. That's, that's the way it is at this point. I'm just like, oh, you scored again? Oh, do I, do I get to play now? Do I get to play? Right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what we get to play right now is uh, some dope music. Uh, you know, Ben, Ben talked about when, when the EA, the Tipperon guys are at their best, when we are at their, our best is when we're playing great music for you guys. And that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, check it out right after this. Tired of all these wannabes. Get away. Nobody knows the name, nobody knows the pain, the fame's last on list. Can't get paid with Mike in the fist. Gotta roll with the gold that swells the hole. These stories I told when I was like 10 years old. Won't be mad if it don't go gold. I can give a fuck, still cuts it and gives it all the soul. I rock the mic like dyke hypes, like pipes. You got the style type like this type, tight, tight. I'm stronger than straight with no chase. MCs, I step twos like a 
From our buddy Taiatsu over in Japan on the far east side of Chicago, who sent in uh, uh, actually a request of T Love, and the name of the record is Wannabes, featuring from the Jurassic Five, from the J Five, uh, the the dope voice MC Charlie Tuna. Um, Charlie Tuna is 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 crazy. T Love is really dope. Uh, check check more of her stuff out. Wannabes is the record. And uh, we are here with the producer from Madden 16, Ben Harmiller. He he dropped some gems on the first half of the show. Um, I mean, we talked about so many different things. Uh, we've talked about the new additions to the show. I mean, to the show, new additions to the game. Uh, we talked know, about all new the additions. Great things that, Right, we did talk about the edition. If it isn't love, um, <laughs> Robbie, Bobby, and Mike, we talked about all three of them. Right, right, and Johnny, um, and and you know, um, so we talked about all of those things. We talked about, like I said, the new additions to the game. But uh, the, you know, the newest addition to the game is Draft Champions, and we talked about Draft Champions a lot. Um, but the one thing that we didn't talk about with draft champions was w- were the different modes. Um, so you know, I mean, one of the things that's that's great about Madden, and you really kind of downplay it, but but it is a monumental feat. And you know, when you sit back and if you really just dissect the game, and you say that the game is you know it, it's an annual title, there are seven or eight, well, or let's let's put it this let's to to be conservative, there are four or five completely different modes that you can play in this game and not and be completely fulfilled and not touch any of the other modes so now that you've added draft champions into that this is a mode into itself is a game into itself um there's a solo mode and then there's a head-to-head mode how does the head-to-head mode work with with uh, draft champions, yeah. So yeah, you know, you've got two different ways to do it. Like you said, you get the solo where you just draft on your own, then go play against the CPU. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy who doesn't really like to play online head to head, if it's one of those things where you don't want to even bother with potentially coming into somebody who's going to be better than you, um, you can just stay <laughs> in this little CPU bubble and, and play against that and have a good time there, and they kind of you know experience that. 
But then there's that head-to-head. There's that competitive aspect. There's that I'm going to draft my team and play against you and your team. And we're all drafting our own kind of group. So you have a, a more competitive game because everyone's doing the same thing. And it's not competitive in that I'm taking the Seahawks, you're taking the Seahawks. It's I'm building my team the way I want to. You're building your team the way you want to. But we're still playing within this same kind of rule set that my team can't be that much better than yours just by nature of how that draft happens and the players that are available. It's not like Ultimate Team where I can go up against someone who's dropped a lot of money in that mode to make themselves an amazing team, and I'm coming along with my grinding team that is decent and get obliterated, and I'm like, well, that was fun. Like, I'm done with that, you know? (laughs) So it's a way for us to have a new way of playing that is going to be that competitive because that's where the, I mean, the game is is the most fun when it's a competitive game. That you know, It used to be that couch experience, you and your buddy next to you, but now we've shifted to a world where right. it's you playing someone you probably never met before or maybe it's a, you're playing a buddy who you know, doesn't live in the same quarter, you know, room as you anymore. It's not like your brother. It's your guy who lives across country right. from you, right? Like, right, right. You know, that's one of my favorite right. things about Connected Franchise, kind of getting off topic for a second, is you know, you can relive maybe those college days where your buddies all lived in a dorm together, and now you can, and you played in a franchise. Then you can do the same thing now in that connected franchise world. But right. you know, that's a whole going back. That's a whole different se- section of the game. But right. yeah, draft champions is a chance to go in and have that competitive online head-to-head experience, that really great fun time where you're matching wits against someone else and not just a computer in a space where it's a creative team that you're doing on your own and building them the way you want to. Um, and going against somebody else who's done the same thing, but it's still a relatively similar playing field. You're not going against, you know, I, if I'm a Browns fan, I, I feel bad taking the Browns into an online game because I'm going to get stomped <laughs> by someone using the Patriots, <laughs> unless I'm amazing at the game, right? Because, you know, right. you can't go in with the Browns and expect someone else to say, okay, I'm going to use somebody that's not great. They're going to be like, ha here we go. I'm right. going to go and take <laughs> on and dominate you. Right. Um, and so it's just kind of leveling that playing field to where everyone, everyone can go in and play in this experience in a similar way. I built my team different than you have, but we're still kind of in that same range of teams. And so it's that, that was the, the real thought there is how do we split this up for, between the guys that just want to play CPU because that, that's always going to be. you know as, as long as we've had online franchise and things like that, the offline stuff still carries the, the day for the most usage. People just love to, to play yeah. in their own world and not have – they're trying to create – a, a, a fantasy of reality, right? So they don't want someone coming in right. and screwing that up. Right. So they have that, but then right. there's also the guys that say, "I want, I, you know, I want to be better than you. Uh, I want to show it." You know, we. My favorite thing in this building is some of the top Madden players in the world are in here, and you see a guy right. coming in for his first day who was pretty good in his neighborhood, uh, but has never experienced something like the guys that we have here. And uh, so kind of seeing that, it, it, you see the same thing with guys when they graduate, right? We have a lot of really smart guys right. in this building. And new guys that come in here have never experienced not being the smartest guy in the room. And it's right, really right. humbling. Like, it's really humbling for them to, every year, every class, going from elementary school, middle school, high school, college, they've been the smartest guy in their room. And they get dropped in a tank like this. And, right. oh, it is, it is, it is really, you know... In a weird way, it's kind of fun to watch that like wash over them of I'm in a whole different league now because mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the guys that come in and they want to show how smart they are, so they start talking and they go this and this, and there's one that one cat just sitting in the back of the room just waiting, 
And when the time is right, he just says one thing and just levels the whole room. And you're like, okay, that's the guy. <laughs> that dude is smarter than anybody else you'll ever meet. And you see that happen right. all the time here. Because that's what I love is, is just the the conversations that happen in this place, both both about sports and just about things in general and tech and all that sort of stuff. We've got some of the brightest minds mm-hmm. that you're ever going to meet down here. And I have the pleasure of just being a guy who gets to work with them because you know, as a producer, I have no skill set. I'm just lucky to be here. So that's the whole thing, you know. <laughs> Right. I think, well, you know, you, you, you know what that guy is, you know, the, the braggadocious guy, because you have a sociology. Exactly. Degree. See, it all comes you, back you to that. You know who exactly. the braggadocious yeah. guy is. And then, you know, who the, the guy who's, who's a little bit more demure and he, but he, but he is the smartest guy and he's more confident. You know, you know how to class. How can I build my own draft champions with my team? Right. How can I get this guy and this exactly, guy? Exactly. Exactly. Too much exactly. of one and not another. So. Yeah, first of all, I want to thank you both for talking about me in such glowing terms. Thank isn't it, you. Isn't it nice? Without even saying your name, we were able to drop all these great compliments. It is so exactly. dope when people understand my dopeness. Right. Um, I, I kind of I want to, you hit, a, you hit on a really a really cool point, and I want to, it kind of uh, pokes back at some of the stuff that we talked about in the beginning of the show. In the first half of the show was, you know, as sport as a, as a sports franchise game, as Madden is, and we talked about how, the um, the rest of the kind of gaming world, they kind of poo-poo sports in a certain way where, you know, again, when you get to the the, e, the E3s or the or the, <laughs> the games comes where they don't really like to talk about the sports and everybody's like, all right, yeah, yeah, this is for the jocks and for those people. I think, and, I, and I'm sure that you, you and other folks may feel this way as well, is that the, 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 the graphical fidelity, the tech that comes out, to a certain extent, sports games are the ones that push these things forward in a very specific and very interesting, difficult way. Are you are you seeing things that you feel out in the tech world that you would say, hey, I would love to get my hands on that so that I can bring that into Madden? Or are there things that that that, that uh, like we were talking about a little bit during the, the during the, uh, the break was the NFL has been putting these sensors in the pads now so that they can do analytics and do real-time kind of mapping on the field so that they can put those into uh, uh, sports packages and, like, replay packages and things like that. Um, are, are you seeing things that, that you would love to kind of pull from other places and say, we could totally use that in Madden and make our game even better? Oh, I mean, totally. I think that's you, – you've got to have your eyes on what's happening in the tech world to stay competitive in a video game and, and how you can bring those things into your game. And so you're talking about next gen stats there. That's something that we're monitoring very closely because they are kind of an official partner with the NFL. So we're looking at them and saying, what can we take from them? Cause right now all we really see is that demo that they've shown of what'll be on the Xbox where you see the, the lines drawn of where the guys went on the play, how right. fast they got there, that sort of thing. And so, can we, say, take that data, for example, and extrapolate a speed rating or an acceleration rating from that? Because what we're doing right now is we're taking a player's 40 time from the combine when they were 21, 22 years old <laughs> and using that as their you know, their base for their, uh, their speed rating coming in. And we have this formula that dictates what the acceleration is and what their speed rating is. And this is, this is the first year we've done something called age-based regression where every year that you're in the league, we dock you a little bit of speed. Because you got a guy like Charles Woodson, who has been in the league since what 1999, right? And I was three when he got into the league. Right. Yeah, right. dude hasn't run a 40 yard dash in 20 years. <laughs> How are we supposed right. to accurately reflect what his speed rating is? Or you know, you had the Veterans Combine this year, the very first time the NFLPA did a 
a veterans combine to try and set something up for a guy who hasn't been in the league but still tries to, you know, hasn't given up the hope, right? And so you get a guy like Felix Jones out there who just a few years prior had been running a, what, 4-3 in the 40 in the combine. Mm-hmm. He comes out there yeah. for that, and I mean, it's been a little while, so I don't remember the exact number, but it was like a 4-7, four, 4-8, four, four, whatever it was that he ran. And he's just like, my career's over, like in that instant. And so for us, right. that was a real eye-opening right. thing of this dude's just been out of the, you know, he's, he hasn't been out of the league that long. He hasn't been that far removed from that time. Right. Do people, and now that was just a one in, one-time instance. Like people, I mean, Daryl Green, for example, right. was probably still running a 4-2, when he was forty-five <laughs> years old, right? Deion right. Sanders. My, my. Well, yeah, Daryl Green ran a fourth. Daryl Green ran a four-three-eight at forty years yeah. old. They he did get time. So, I mean, someone, there's these, someone they there's timed these him. Super freaks, you know. Deion Sanders, you know, right. when he came back with the Ravens, right. Deion said, "I can roll out of the bed and run a four-three, and he's right. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, but like, how, so how do you account for those sort of things? With for us, you know, some of our ratings. Are just are things that we're kind of just creating on our own. There's no place that you can go and get an idea of what their uh, spectacular catch rating is. That's just a, a Madden created right. type right. thing, right? <laughs> but right. speed is something that is a real world thing that does have changes. What, okay, what does a guy do after he comes back from an ACL tear, right? You know, mm. Kelvin Benjamin, yeah. for example. For another, I mean, we're going to keep this Florida State, right? Kelvin Benjamin has that right. that <laughs> knee injury, right? What is he going to come back next year as? Yeah. Is he going to be Right. You know, that much slower is he going to be fine mean, because of the nature of where we're at medically is he going to come back just the same as he was before is it weird a weird thing where right. they're right. going to come through with some breakthrough like tommy john surgery where he might come back better you know like it's, right. it's one of these right. things where you know okay so can we use these stats can we use this data to inform our game to be smarter can we even take it as being able to help us draw up plays can we see where the guys went and what they did to dictate, uh, you know, how good is a guy at running an out route? You know, because mm. right now we have right. route running, right? But route running, there's there's eight different you know, routes on our receiver tree. But we have one rating to, mm-hmm. to count for them all. So a guy is just as good as a slant right. as he is as an out, as he is as a curl. But we know in the real world, guys aren't that good at all. So how can we break down the fidelity of our game to more match the real world? And then... You know, so that's one part of it is looking at that. But then I think the big kind of whale out there is virtual reality. I think that's something that everybody in in video games is looking at. Of, is this a fad or is this something that's going to be the future? And so you see some tech demos like the Minecraft demo at E3. And you're like, this is mm-hmm. insane. Right. Um, and then you see some right. other things. And we've been talking to some different VR companies and we've got some demos that we've seen and we've seen... You know the game. Uh, you know, ha- kind of envisioning what would it look like to put a helmet, uh, you know, VR helmet on, and be standing in the middle of a stadium and look over, and there's you know a linebacker breathing down your neck and that sort of thing. Is that <laughs> an experience that you're really going to want? Is it just going to be a really cool thing that you're going to look at and say, okay, that was nice? Um, but what is the, the the extension of that? Is it going to be a VR headset with a controller in your hand? You know, right. there are going to be motion controls involved. Like, you're just scratching the surface of, of what those sort of things can be. You know, that, that tech is still so new. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything coming out. And you've got, for, for football, kind of going back to the football thing here, you've got teams now signing with VR companies that are using virtual reality to teach their players. So you've got Really? A, yeah, huh. this company Striver out of Stanford. It's a, an old player from Stanford. 
has developed, and David Shaw, the head coach at Stanford, is kind of a, an investor in this whole thing, and they're using it to get reps for not only their starting quarterback, but also their backup quarterbacks, where they can put this on, and they can watch game tape from the eyes of the quarterback and make their decisions. They can see, okay, from this, what's your read here? Where are you going? And, and then go a few frames later, okay, now what, what, what are you seeing? How are you breaking things down? And so they're getting, they're maximizing the amount of practice time they get, because now mm. the backups don't have to get reps they can use this VR to simulate the reps and get just as much out of it. And they they claim that they've got a lot. They they notice a difference in their quarterback play as the season progressed last year as they've done this. Uh, but other teams, you've got I think three or four NFL teams now that are signing deals with a couple of different VR companies. Uh, and there are, some of them are using engines, game engines, not not our engine, but they're using their own version because at that point, once you get into using a video game. You're not just limited to what you have on tape. You right. have an infinite number of things that right. you can do. Okay, let me see this from a 3-4 right. front. Okay, let's run that same play from a 4-3. Okay, let's bring it into a 4-2-5. Let's bring this safety over here. Let's have this guy cheat up. Okay, now go. And then do that same thing again and make these. And so you have an infinite number of different things that you can do from that world. And so you see games from that point becoming a teaching tool, mm. but also... How does that come back to me as a guy on the couch wanting to have a fun experience and be in that environment? Is that controller in hand or is that motion control? Is it a combination? Because I think we kind of learned with, you know, the, with the Wii and then we, I think we learned it with, uh, you know, Connect as well that you've got some things that are fun to do in motion, but also <laughs> right. you've got a, a large number of people that say, okay, that was cool, but I just want to sit down and play. Like I've been working all day. I just want to come down and and. and Give my thumbs a workout right now. So, you know, trying to figure out where that's going to go. I think that's something that's really exciting for us is, is that the future or is it a flash? And where does that fit? Because even a flash could be something big for a while. Right. But I think we, we've learned that along the way, right? You know, we, we I remember there was one meeting where all the creative minds in the building got together and one of the execs who's no longer here came in and said, we want to come up with, we want you guys to think about what is the, Rock band of sports games. What is the guitar hero of sports games? Oh right. no! And we looked at each other like, "What are we gonna do now?" Like, what? <laughs> BCFX. Because it was one of those things. The black was, college football <laughs> experience. Oh, that was, so that was amazing, right? The halftime, and you go and do the thing. right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's, we actually had it. And play we had it bands. rigged at one point where our mascots in NCA, you could use the drum pad and they would dance along with it. Because we use the oh, the different drums to the, no. the muscles and all that sort of. Obviously, that never saw the light of day, but it was just the kind of prototype thing that Thank we were looking goodness. at. Um, <laughs> but so it's it's one of those things. Like how how much do you get caught up in that flash? Of there was a moment in time where those music games were everything, right? And then that right. kind of played out. Right. But right. for that moment, you're right. like, how long is this going to last? You know, we for example, you know, when we came out, we got caught sleeping on we when that first came out as a mm. company. And so it was the rush to figure out, okay, well, what, what are we going to do there? How are we going to make what a Wii-style game? Sure. Um, and I think like I think Tiger Woods at the time did a pretty good job with, with their version of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And then, yeah. you know, did that, you know, was that going to be sustainable? Or did did that kind of prove out that people would buy the, a couple games for their Wii, they, but they really got Wii Sports and that was really what they wanted. And then, you know, they got their first party mm-hmm. games and moved on. You know, what is this going to be? Is VR going to fall on those same sort of things that are going to be around for a little while and then move on? Or are they going to, is that going to be something where it just changes how you play and you can never think about a game in any other way? And so 
it's going to be up to to the people to decide, right? I mean, we right. can only you know push what we want so much. The people have to to, to dive into it, right? So that I think right, is something that, right. that's really interesting right. for us to think about it down the line. And then you know other practical uses beyond games. People talk about you know there's only so many courtside seats for a Lakers game, right? There's only so many ringside right. seats at a right. fight. But if you can set that set up right. right there, and then people at home can charge whatever sure. they want, you know, pay their fee, and now they're courtside. And they're looking around in that helmet, and they feel like they're there. They've got the surround sound. Like, is that going to change entertainment? Not just games. Is that going to change entertainment? Mm-hmm. So, all, all right. these sort of things. Right. It's really an interesting time. Right. Um, and I'm excited to be in a position where we're we're kind of seeing this thing happen and on the bleeding edge of figuring it out. So, all that stuff is right. really really right. fun. We're, we're a couple of years away from there, but you know where we are right now is, and you kind of mentioned. Uh, using using uh games as a teaching tool the question i have is is have have we gotten to a point with madden where it's a teaching tool for actual nfl players are are they using it to um check out other playbooks to be able to like you know for quarterbacks to be able to read defenses in in a in a safe environment have you heard stories of that happening yeah i mean i think we hear a lot of that more on the youth side of people that are coming up they use it to learn uh in that way sure um we've also heard a number uh-huh. of foreign born players bjorn Warner, oh, God, i'll okay. come back to florida state doesn't bjorn Warner, <laughs> <laughs> bjorn Warner grew up in germany uh came to florida state but he learned right. american football from madden um there was a kicker from tulane okay. a few years ago that uh, had learned how to be a kicker from playing American football games. And so you see that sort of stuff come through. But then from the NFL level, at that point, you know, I I think it's tough to say that we're teaching uh, some of these guys because they're professionals and they've already gone through all of these years and all these things to to know these. But I think what we get out of it is when they reinforce that, yes, you're doing it right. Or when we show a coach our game. Okay. And we're trying to get right. their, you know, a, a coach's idea on a blocking scheme for a power O play or, mm-hmm. or things like that. Or what would you do in these situations? And they kind of verify and, and say, yes, what you're doing is correct here. This is how I would have done it. Or no, I would do this or this. And they teach you that way. I think that's the validation for us. Not so much on us as, as a teaching tool to NFL players, but they're validating mm-hmm. us. And they're being able to use our game to play against each other and match wits with what they know and not fall back on, it's just a game, so I'm going to do game things. No, I'm going to try and out-football you, and the game can support it. So I think that's the the big thing right. for us there. Do you... Do you right. Well, that's yeah, that's a good kudos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess the question's kind of bouncing off that to a certain extent is we, we've seen in past past games or i guess i guess because of this we've hit a a, a level where the uncanny valley is a thing sports games are trying to always get to the uncanny uncanny valley in some ways if if you don't know what the uncanny valley is it's basically when video games have gotten so close to to lifelike likenesses and to movement that you almost get a little bit too real quote unquote um i've noticed that with madden a lot of folks for a long time have discussed the idea of how close can you get to the actual game and a lot of it has been in terms of not just the way that players move and players look but also in the gameplay as far as things like penalties so a lot of things that people have been talking about lately with uh, a lot of reviews that i've read um and especially the 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 dope folks over at hit the pass uh brian brian whedon and, and, and crew and rich um 
Weedly, I'm sorry, and crew. We die? Did I totally kill it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah I killed it sorry. twice. <laughs> sorry. My bad. Right. <laughs> I got you, I Brian. didn't get the pass. Um, <laughs> was a lot of discussion about how penalties were working and how in this particular game that they are more prevalent. And, and, and I want to kind of talk about that version of how do you make a game when you're tuning it so that it plays really lifelike, but also balancing out how, you know, you don't want 17 holding penalties in the game because people, because then people freak out and they're like, this game is terrible. I don't like it. What are the kind of the conversations when you're talking about tuning those things and how lifelike do you make a game that is supposed to be representing its, its real life counterpart, but in digital form? Yeah, you know, I, I think you, you bring up a great point there with the penalties, and you, I think you picked two great examples with Brian and with Rich in that these are two guys who right. are polar opposites <laughs> on the spectrum of what they want to see out of penalties. Yes. Rich right. wants none. Brian right. Brian yeah. wants to see an accurate amount. Uh, and and to, to, right. to Rich, that's too many. And to Brian, what Rich wants is too few. And so it's, right. a feature like that is very polarizing because it can disrupt the game flow right. because... Oh, we're playing in, you know, typically what, six minute quarters, seven minute quarters, depending on what you want to play on. In Ultimate right. Team, it might be three minute quarters. So, do penalties disrupt the flow of the game? Uh, so, for us, it's very challenging of trying to figure out what's the right number. Because if you take uh, the average number of penalties in an NFL game and then kind of sandwich that down into uh, how many would happen in a five minute quarter game, but also think about how many plays are run in a game, in, the, in a real NFL game versus how many plays are run in our six-minute quarter game, for example, or whatever. So all these different things have to factor in. um, But you've got to have some sort of thing of of realism. Every time that we don't have something that happens in the game, in real life, it's a detractor for what we're doing in the game because we are a simulation-based game. We are trying to replicate something that is real. Holding is real. Offsides right. is real. <laughs> right. Offensive pass interference and defensive pass interference are real things that happen, and right. players use them in the real world to bail themselves out of situations sometimes. So, right. for us, if we're going to do something like the defensive uh, and, and offensive and defensive uh, mechanics for the passing and uh, wide receiver DB stuff, right, if right. you have this new stuff where you're focusing on that and you don't have defensive pass interference happen, it's a yeah. fail. You failed right. at yeah. accurately representing something that you've done new in the game. Um, mm. You know, if you know, so yeah. For us, it was a controversial thing that we knew we wanted to go after, but we really wanted to make sure we were going after it in a way that wasn't going to anger everybody and give you the tools with the sliders to be able to customize your experience to get more or get less. Okay. So that's where we we always try to tune it for the middle that we think Mm. is going to be the best experience. And then we give you the options to make your own adjustments to tailor it to the way that you want to play. Because it is, you know, and and you talk about that Uncanny Valley thing and getting it to where if it's so close to real life, you reject it, right? Right. Um, And that's what you start to do. So Mm -hmm. for us, I always go back to something like a fumbled snap. Fumbled snap happened. That, That happens in real NFL uh, but if you see that in your game and it happens at the wrong time, you are going to break your controller and blame us. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a place for fumbled snaps? Yes. Uh, is it something where we want to spend a bunch of time for that? Maybe not, but we can do things with high snaps. Like this is the first year we've ever had uh, high snaps on a shotgun 
for a running play. So you'll see the quarterback go for a high snap and still get it down for the handoff. Never nice. happened before. And just one of those subtle things that when you see it, you're like, oh, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. I've never right. seen that before. Right. In a game where I think I've seen everything, that's something new. And that's yeah. a little touch, yeah. but it makes you feel like there's so much other, so many other things going on. And so that's the sort of stuff I think that we're getting into as far as the presentation thing of, you know, how are we filling in those small gaps so it's not just a guy at the end of a snap hands go down like a robot and he just stands around waiting for the next play. <laughs> How do we make them organic and what are they doing? I think the show is probably my favorite game that does this. You could put the camera anywhere in the show and just let it play and the players are going to move at every moment like they're real players right. doing real things. Uh, their right. idle animations yeah. are yeah. outstanding. Right. And we're not yeah. at that level yet, but we're trying to get there. And so for us, we're football is such a different sport than everything else. Um, that right. for, you know, trying to do all these different starts and stops and all these different, you know, stops in play and getting people to react the right way and do things. And, you know, where does it cross over for us for where it's the gameplay group, to, you know, that owns something and where it's mm. the presentation group and how do we have that natural mm. transition between the two so we don't have those weird moments where as the guy crosses the goal line, he has that one frame animation where he stops and then goes and does something. Right, right. How do you get rid of that? And so that's something that we are working on. How do we clear those things up to those, they're immersion detractors, right? They, they take you out of the moment there. You're so built into this thing. You're so invested in playing this game. You're ready to go. And then boom, something happens. You're like, Oh, I'm playing a video game. That's the worst. Like, we right. want to have you, because it is a game of muscle memory. You've played this game for so long, it's almost second nature what you're doing, that if you can be so engrossed in the game that you feel like you're participating in something that's happening and not just playing a game, and you get lost and swept up in it, that is an amazing feeling. And that happens, but it happens not frequently enough for us. So how do we get you to where you do feel like you're getting swept away in this experience? That's what we're trying to go to with our presentation. I would say this. I would you ask for one thing. You can't botch the handoff. You can't off. watch the what? You can't botch the handoff. That's what <laughs> yeah, you can't right. Here's the thing, though. The handoff <laughs> from the presentation team <laughs> to, <laughs> to the, uh, the game. Here's a, here's, a, here's a request for me as, as a person who loves football and loves the Jets. Madden 17. I'm sorry, Madden 16. Uh, fix for next year. You mocap a butt fumble, and we and, and we make that the beginning of the game where we get you put you. <laughs> yeah, that's your. I, 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 I want. I want. I want. I, that's what I want. Actually, you know what? That would be awesome. Is if you do fixes. So like when you pick your team, your favorite team. If there was a fix that was specific to each team, and mine would be the Jets butt fumble. There you go. That yeah, would be. <laughs> I want. I want to see. I want to see the conversation that happens in PR when you guys go get Sanchez to come in. It's like, hey, can you relive this butt fumble? I think the only way we'd be able to do it is if we actually motion captured him doing it. Right? Like, we got to get this thing legit. We right, can't just right, have, exactly. We can't just hire some guy off the street to be our motion capture quarterback to do this. Yeah. This has got to be the guy. So. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I want to hear. I want to hear the the, the VO on that one. Right. How much Oof. would you have to pay him? You know. Oof. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> so so a, a, a thing that was a, a huge part of Madden and um you know I, I I would actually venture to say that Madden was probably the first game the to really make P 
people think about esports. Um, it was it was the first game. You know, obviously there were games on the PC. Uh, the you know CS of course, Counter Strike, um, but Madden was the game that you gave to the masses that everybody wanted to play for money to prove that they were better than other people. And you know they even got to the point where. ESPN had a show where the guys were on the bus and there used to be the Madden tournament that was, you know, super huge where regular guys got to play. I know it's still going on, but it's mostly just NFL stars. You've got to be somebody in order to be in the Madden tournament nowadays. Um, Where are you guys? Where's your headspace uh, right now for what esports is? And and, and if you look at esports, the 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 funny thing is, is it's the exclusion of any sports games in esports as it is. So, I mean, you know, here we are esports is called esports, but there are no sports games. Where is, where is the EA, EA sports? uh, Where's Tiburon? Where is the Madden team specifically when it comes to esports? And, and, and are you guys thinking, even thinking about it as you're making the game or, or trying to... Isn't that the, the craziest game. thing, right? The eSports, it, it, you, know, you, right. you turn on ES, I think well, ESPNU had League of Legends, and everyone's right. like, why yeah. is this on a sports yeah. channel? They're selling this out the garden. There's, it is not lost on us that there is an entire thing going okay. on here that is happening that sports is built for that we haven't taken advantage right. of yet. right. That is that is completely something that is on our radar that we know we need to get into that because that isn't the flash that we were talking about earlier. That's something that looks that, right. that by by everything and all accounts that looks like that is a legitimate thing that's going to be here to stay. So, and we are already built right. for that. So we're we are trying right. to figure out what is our avenue into that. Is draft champions our first step into that foray? How do we get ourselves Might involved be. in this? How do we? kind of assume our rightful place as a sports game in an esports world that we feel we can make. So that's something that, you know, we don't have a hundred percent ironed out clear plans yet, but it is a hot topic around here of all right, esports is not going anywhere. It's huge. And we are missing the boat. <laughs> We're sports. Why aren't we in this? So Right. Yeah. Right. No. We, we are, are esports. Yeah. We're the original I mean that, yeah, you're you're right. The the Madden Nation show. All the guys, there are people who legitimately yes. and to this day still earn their living playing Madden. And they play it a whole right. different way than you or I ever do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tournament guys are a whole breed of their own. And that's a whole other part of this game is how do we keep those guys happy? Because their livelihood's on the on the line. If we add something new to the game right. that completely screws up tournaments, <laughs> there's a lot of guys who are not <laughs> pleased. So, you know, what are we doing to make sure that we keep those guys going? Because that's a whole element. But how do we bring them into this larger esports world? How do we make take this out of this kind of niche thing that it is right now and bring it into, you know, why isn't Madden? Why isn't 2K? Why aren't these other games? Why are we not selling out the garden for stuff? I, I think right. the interesting right. thing that I've always noticed, and I guess this is my personal just like um, selfish want, and I always thought that with the inclusion of Twitch – with the inclusion of being able to stream your game directly from your console, I, I always wondered why um, sports games never had the ability to spectate before <laughs> any of this stuff came out. But then the spectating part, along with the um, 
community uh, being able to kind of root for a team or root from a root for a player, mm-hmm. or, a player or or right. root for mm-hmm. you know make a decision. There are a couple of games on on uh, PS4 that I know that have that ability to kind of do an A B kind of uh, uh, question or answer and say, hey, would you want to cheer for this or do you want to make this thing happen in the game? Um, right. Should you should you go for the fourth down? Yeah, yeah, like like stuff like that. I think right. are easy wins that 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 most of the, the sports games can kind of implement and and to a certain extent kind of then garner and push themselves into the esports esports realm. But I but again, I think it's one of those weird things where esports is based around personalities, right? So it's like if you don't have people who you have name recognition for. You know, no one wants to see me play Madden. <laughs> well, uh, you nope. know, I mean, you know the, what I mean. The, the thing, no one wants to see you play Madden because you suck. <laughs> but, but, but the thing, I mean, the thing, the thing is that though, I think with with that kind of stuff is these people when these people started, they were nobodies Correct. too. Yeah, you know, that's and, true. And, and and you know, you've got to you've got to build your name, and and I think that I you know I I, I look at uh, uh, there's there's the cat uh, Chris Smoove. Who, who, you know, I mean, or look at like at our friend Dazar. Right. Dazar started out by by talking about, you know, the NBA game and and what was what was wrong with the game and how it could be better and how you can play a good game of basketball. And every time the the game would come out, he would talk about how the how the game is different and and you know garnered garnered a big following as a result of that and he managed to leverage that into into a career uh chris smooth has he you know he's got like three million followers on youtube because he goes out and he creates the narrative like like you were talking about ben before that when and you know when there is when there is no narrative he was creating a narrative and people followed that personality and you know when chris smooth started he was, you know, he was Chris Smith. You know, he <laughs> wasn't guess, Chris Smooth. Well, he was, he was Chris Ruff. Before, you know. I guess a good question for you, Ben, in that respect is: What are some of the tools that Madden is kind of em- employing to 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 build those aspects of the community up in those ways? Like, what are the, some of the social uh, social media things that you guys are using to kind of help either content creators or or folks who are just want to say, "Hey, I want to share." this particular thing up to up to the web so that other people can see it and, and then kind of pull those things back in because i know it's it's a, it's a it's a thing where you're pulling in and, and pushing out at the same time so it's like how, how what are some of the, the strategies you guys are talking about internally on that yeah you know it, it's really a, a group of guys that are dedicated to being a, a part of the community and really helping push out the stuff that's going on and really show what our guys are doing the best i mean we've got guys out there that are putting together amazing youtube videos of the stuff that they're doing. And, and kind of before we had the skills trainer, they were being the skills trainer for us of teaching right. you how to play the game and how to read a cover three and how to break down these things and how to run this type of offense and that type of offense. And they were doing this stuff for us already and producing these great pieces. So we're now using those as a platform for us to be able to push that content out to show that our guys are the best at speaking about our game. So we've got a, you know, a whole crew of guys that are huge in the community of pushing out new content for us. And then we are in turn able to help show and, and, and kind of populate those in our social channels to, to get the word out there of, Hey, go follow this guy or those personalities that you were talking about. Those personalities are out there. We just don't have a big enough platform yet to make them bigger names. 
And so I think that's where you're seeing go with, with uh. esports and that sort of thing is take a guy like Problems, right? Like there's a, one of the best Madden players in the world, but unless you're in the Madden community, mm. you don't really know who he is and you have to go kind of search out that stuff. So we are trying to get better at figuring out how we're going to turn these guys into stars just like the esports ones have. Turn these guys into personalities. Make it so that we're kind of getting involved in the same thing where it's now popular to watch people play video games. You know, Isn't that crazy? Right. right. That's crazy. <laughs> if you told me when I was 10 years old that I'm going to sit there when I'm 38 and watch someone play a video game, I'd be like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, I'll watch while I'm waiting my turn. But right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'll watch while I'm waiting my turn. Now it's like, you know, I, I watch kids, you know, some, yeah, these kids today. I watch kids today. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they are pleased as punch to be sitting there watching someone else play a game. And, like, I... I while I don't personally get it because that's something that is, is from a different generation than me, how do right, I support right, that right. for them? I'm not gonna, just going to turn a blind eye to it and say, well, that's something I think is dumb, so we're not going to support that. No. How do we get people to do what they want to do? That's where, uh, that's what ultimately the Madden platform or any video game platform is. How do we let someone live out what they want out of a game? And so give them the options, give them the tools to be able to do that. Well, right on. Well, so oh, I, I have one last question for you, Ben. Um, this is a it's a weird and kind of existential one. All right, let's get weird me. here at the end. I like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are we waiting to the end to get weird? Right. Damn it! Right, right. So, um, so you mentioned before that Madden used to be the number one sports video game in the world, and now it's it's number three. Um, and and you know, obviously, FIFA is the number one sports video game in the world, and and you've you've lost the title of the even the number one domestic video game in the world when you guys sit down uh each year to kind of talk about uh planning the planning stages for the next version so when you guys sit down in you know three weeks two weeks whatever it is to start planning madden 17 do you guys approach it from the standpoint of we made a great game and uh you know we want to build upon that great game or, or do you approach it from the standpoint of what can we do to 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 be the best, to be the number one video game in the, in the world? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I'm going to let my competitive side come out a little bit here. Of I, I, might, I think I might have said three earlier. I don't know if I firmly believe that. And I don't know if the, I, mean, I think the numbers you can show either way of two or three, I, I won't just concede that fact. I'm, I'm too competitive to concede that fact. <laughs> I'll put that out there right now. But... Um, yeah, you do have to look at you know, what you're doing. How are you making your game better? But also, what are others doing? And how can you right. maybe do something on your game that is a weakness for the other? How do you put them in an uncomfortable spot that they have to maybe get better in something else? So that because you, you're keep pushing in a different direction, um, mm-hmm. you know, how do you raise everything? How do you go after? And like, you know, it's not going after FIFA, right? We're still the same team. Um, but how do you right. target yourself to be in that same conversation? As FIFA, because I mean, we're not looking to take anyone down. Uh, you know that that's a, an EA game. We're all under the same umbrella, but we're competitive. We're sports guys. How are we in this? You know, right. how can we get to be in the same breadth as them? Um, right. Especially when you're thinking about something like football. That, that uh, you know, or, or you know, football as we know, American football. That's a North America sport. Right. Real football. You know, Madden sells in right. North America. <laughs> America. Uh, FIFA sells worldwide. Right. Basketball is a worldwide right. sport, much more than sure. than what we are. So, how do you, uh, right. you know, 
how are you competitive in that North American space? You know, how are we expanding in worldwide? That's another part too. How do you know the NFL is looking to get into Europe? How are we ingratiating ourselves to a European audience to try to get more people over there interested in what we're doing? Um, so yeah, I think there's all those different thoughts, but it's really we look at every year of where we finished. And then where are we going? And, you know, you talk about, oh, a three-year plan. Well, a three-year plan is going to get you in that third year where you should have, you know, what was hot three years ago, not what's hot now. So <laughs> it's, right. it's always, right. some of those right. things might still be great to do. And so you, you see those out, but it's course correcting them along the way and figuring out what's going to be, going to take you to the next step. And so, you know, for you, you look at what, where are we at, right? Coming into this last year. What, what was going to be our big gameplay story? What was something that we wanted to do to make that gameplay experience better? And we identified that receiver DB interaction stuff as something that we were, we were now touching a portion of the game that we had not touched in years that was something that players didn't really participate in. So by that, we were able to update the game, do something new there, and get people more invested and involved in, this, in the game that they're playing and less watching the CPU carry out an action. So... Now we look at, okay, what's the next evolution of that? Where else in the game can we do that same thing? The year before, we did that with defensive line. We've, our, our, everything that we had showed that most people played on the defensive line. Now, was that because people just didn't like playing defense and never switched off of a defensive lineman because that's what you were set to by default? Or was it too difficult to play elsewhere? Or did they have more fun and feel that they could control the defensive line better so that's where they started from, and then they moved out and switched over when the ball was in the air to the defensive back. So we put in a bunch of mechanics for being that defensive lineman to give you some new things there. Did the the receivers and DBs this year, and now we're looking at for 17, what is that going to be? What's our innovation and gameplay? What are we going to do to fix something that hasn't been touched in a while, might need some love, might have never been looked at, um, and increase things there? And then we you take that same approach elsewhere. CFM. We know that there are some things that we need to address there. So, what's our big CFM story? How are we going to make that, um, you know, the the franchise mode that we we all know and want, love and want it to be? Uh, what are we going to do in the Ultimate Team right. world? What are we going to do in our online space? Draft Champions is now going to be in its second year. What do you do there? Do, you know, is it good enough to stand on its own, mm-hmm. or do you want to add more to it? What do, what do you want to add? Right. Uh, you know, all those different things start coming into play, and so. Really, we're at the point of the year right now where we've kind of, I mean, I, I would say right now for, we're, we're about 400% over scope of what we can actually do for Madden 17. <laughs> right. And that's always where you're at this time of year. Um, and right. so now it's you start taking a look at, okay, this is everything that we think that we want to do for the year. And it's like, you're, you know, as a producer, it's like I'm playing, um, you know, roulette, right? And I've got a stack of chips. I've got to figure out, and the producers, I'm not, this isn't just me, the producers as a whole have to figure out, and the creatives have to figure out, where am I placing my chips before they start spinning that ball? And you, right. and you hope you place your chips in the right, in the right spots, and, you, and you're, you want to make sure that you place them in the right bets. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're doing the investigations of a bunch of different things to figure out, is this going to be too expensive for us to take on in one year? How can we uh, you know, do maybe a part A this year and follow it up with a part B next year? Um, what are the easy wins? What are the things that community really, really, really wants to see? And how can we mm. make sure that we're chipping away at that list? You know, because uh, you know, the, the the more that you can chip away at that list and remove the things that people say another year where you haven't fixed this, or um, if they can come into a game, right. that's one right. of the most frustrating parts with an annual game, right? Is you see things that are legacy issues, 
Right. And you instantly are like, all right, mm-hmm. am I playing the same game again? Because this is the exact problem I saw last year. Right, right. Those are the things sure. that kill you as a sports game because you're already fighting that perception that it's just a roster update. Even though you know that there's a lot more that went into it and a lot of things, <laughs> but you're still fighting that hater perspective of just a roster update. They're, they're just charging right. for a roster update again. And so, right. you you know, killing the legacy issues and also adding new things help to fight that story. And so now you're looking at, okay... Everything's in front of you. You do have time, but that meter's running. What are you going to do? And you're also getting real-time feedback from fans of what they like and don't like about 16. And you can't really ever plan for the next year's game until this year's has come out. Because something could happen that makes you reevaluate everything. Um, and so we're kind of taking everything in, into to feedback. We're, we're, you know, we're looking at every, all the forums. And you know, Twitter is great for a way of... <laughs> um, of, of telling you, I, I always talk to, to, to people about this. Is that, you know when I you know on, on forums and that sort of thing, it's a whole different ball game when they say Ben Homler's an asshole. <laughs> on Twitter now, they can say, Hey Ben, right. you right. are an asshole, and it's a whole different. <laughs> you know, because right. they, they're just in a forum, they're just saying it to the world. Right. In Twitter, they're telling it to me, uh, and right. so um, you know, it, it's a much right. more personal experience that way. In that uh, you know, your heart goes out to a guy who's having a real hard time. That uh, is coming out to you know, kind of pleading with you. Hey, what am what what am I doing wrong here? What's happening in the game? Why is this happening? And you want to give them the best answer you can, um, but you can't just you know break down and be like, I'm so sorry, I can't believe this tripped. You know, like you've got to you know figure out. Okay, right. this is what's going on. This is why we apologize. We are looking into it. We will try to address it as fast as we can, or it's something that we won't be able to address this year, or. It's something we'll consider for the future. I mean, there's all different ways of how you can explain it, but you know, it's 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 changed the dynamic. And you know, when I first started, you couldn't talk to the community. They would not allow right, devs right. to talk to the community. It was you you would get reprimanded because we would have guys who would go on forums and just start lighting people up over things that that were misinformation <laughs> and, and and just getting into right. these fights with guys. And you can't do that. And so once we right. kind of you know, for lack of a better term, open that Pandora's box of being in a relationship with the community. You, there's no going back. So how do you keep that bond? How do you keep their trust that you're doing the best things for them? How do you maintain those relationships? And so you can't just turn a blind eye to, to people and just say, oh, you're going to buy it regardless of what we do. That's not the case. So you've got to you know, get people invested in what you're doing and try and help us make the game better. Try to not just tell us, you suck, you have the exclusive license, but tell us why we suck in a constructive way. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. That's what we want, and, yeah. and that's, you know, sure, tell us what we what you love. That's great. Everyone loves to hear what you, what, what you love about it, but also tell us what we can be doing better and how we can be doing it better um, for you. And then, we'll, right. we'll, you know, you might be very unique in, pers- in your perspective of how it can be fixed, and the majority of people might feel elsewhere, and we might go that other way, Understand that your one view might not be the only one that matters for us. We we have to take in everything to account, um, but you you know you do still matter to us because you are one of our players. We want to make sure you're satisfied, but we are trying to make sure that we're not building it for just one person. We got to build it for everybody. I think that that's that right, right there is a perfect way to end this show. Um, wow, I mean it's it's one of those things again. You hear folks in the industry talk about their games and to say that you have passion about your game is an understatement which is which is which is <laughs> awesome and and great to hear and great to 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 kind of be 
around. So that, Thank that, you, man. that makes I, me feel. Yeah, I mean, I was I was nine, I was twenty one years old when I was a civilian. Last time I was a civilian in the video game business. Like, yeah, I've given my <laughs> adulthood to this industry. And I mean, if you're not passionate for what you do, what are you doing? You know, like right. yeah, I, I firmly believe that. I was told as a as a young kid, like right. find something you love and go after it. And I have been. I mean, I, I am so fortunate that I've been able to fall into something here that combines sports and video games. My, the, you know, if I you know outside of my wife, my two other biggest passions are my sports <laughs> and my video games. And uh, and so to be able to meld that into a career, I mean, I I couldn't be more blessed. So it's just one of those things where. You know, it's a job, and sometimes you get angry, and sometimes you get frustrated. But damn it, at the end of the day, you're making a game. Like, how can you hate that? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. So, so we're about to get up out of here for episode seventy-six. Oh my god. It's the crazy thing is, I knew when we were like, "Hey, Ben's going to be on the show," that it was going to be dope. I didn't know it was going to be this amazingly dope. I'm so excited and happy to put this show out because it's going to be so great. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. I'm so happy all of you are listening to this dope stuff that we just talked about for the past two hours. It's so good. And I can't believe people, if you've made it this far in this podcast, thank you for listening to my rambles and my rants. And, <laughs> and, and thank you for bearing with me that I speak too fast. I know that. It's something I can't control. It's that passion that comes out. I can't control it. So I want to, I, yeah, awesome. I want to thank you guys so much. This has been phenomenal. No, thank you, thank you so much for uh, being on with us. Thank you, thank you much, thank you so much. Uh, you know, Ben. Yeah, I, I, you know, one first and foremost, um, you know, thanks for being a resident of Bracago uh, prior to being on the show, and and thanks for coming and talking to Bracago um, about Madden sixteen. Um, you know, I know that you're not doing a lot of press, um, and the, you know the fact that and hardly hardly are we press. <laughs> Um, but but the fact that the the fact that you that you were willing to come and and spend so much of your time talking about uh, this game that that personally I'm very passionate about and and you of course are are and and uh, you know I want to say uh, thank you to you um, for coming and spending the time with us but uh, thank you to you and your team and all the guys down in Tiburon um, for for the fantastic work and the tireless effort. Um, that that you know the monumental task of making this game that everybody hates year <laughs> after year. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it is it is it is phenomenal. Um, it, you know, it's it's a great way to to spend my Mondays through through Saturdays, and then Sundays actually watching the 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 actual game, and then Sunday afternoon playing <laughs> the game while while I wait for the next game to come on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really, really great game. I'm so happy to have it. Um, and, uh, next year let's make sure that, uh, EA gets me a copy. <laughs> <laughs> we, can de- we don't have to wait till next year. We can definitely take care of that. Oh, that's amazing. I got you, I got you guys right covered. On. You know that. That's awesome. Right. On. That's awesome. Right awesome, on. awesome. So, um, so Ben, why don't you tell the people, um, if they want to reach out and, 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 and touch you, let you know that you're an asshole in person. <laughs> How they can do? How they can do? I so. will direct you to my Twitter because I, uh, I for the longest time was off of Twitter. It just was one of those things where I, I had not done it, but then I got, I, I got onto it. I love it. I'm more of a watcher than I am an interactor right. on Twitter, but I am there uh, at Ben Hamiller, uh, B N H A U M I L L E R. I'm there. Uh, you know, if you don't get a response within an hour, it's not that I'm avoiding you. 
Um, <laughs> but I do try to get back to everybody uh, in some form or another. Uh, so yeah, tell me how much you hate me. I've heard it all. <laughs> and, 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 you'll know, and you'll know it's him because he's in, he's in a picture with the best Knicks backup point guard that ever played. Right. My dude, Charlie Ward. Uh, Right, he was the best quarterback in New York. What are you yo, for, he was yo. the best quarterback in New York. That was my favorite running joke. College, college, and Ben. That was my favorite and, running and, joke and for the longest time. Was best quarterback in New York. That was the best. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It was totally true at the time. It's totally true. See, can you can you tell everyone in Chicago the social media social media business, please? Our social media business is as follows. Um, if you want to let uh, myself or Khalif know that they're assholes on Twitter, you can find us at Stubby Stan and at Kajakins, respectively. <laughs> um, you can you can you can find it is true in the case of of Ka. Everybody knows it's not true in the case of me, but it's okay. Um, it, in uh, in case you want to contact the show. You can find us on all social media uh, uh, outlets, those things, yep. at Spawn On Me. Um, you can find our show on our network home, esn.fm slash Spawn On Me, or you can go directly to our site and contact us at SpawnOn.me. Um, the show is available on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other great places that you find podcasts. Make sure you rate and review and, and subscribe and tell your friends, audible it out to, you know, all of the, the different teams that are all over the place. And uh, that's about it. Um, support our merch. Support our Patreon, patreon.com slash spawn on me. Word. And I want to thank Sanebox again for sponsoring the show. Oh, word. Yes. Yeah. Sanebox is kind of yep. dope. Check out sanebox.com slash ESN and you can say, uh, I think you can save 25 bucks on a, on a membership over there. So thank you again that for is sponsoring correct. us and for sponsoring the network. Um, and we are up out of here. It is episode 76. Ben, thank you again for rocking with us. We are so happy that you came through. Madness out in stores. Go cop it. Go play it. Go That's get right. it. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some cool stuff uh, on the back end. Uh, maybe some extra little mini episodes from packs if I can snag people. Uh, so that'll be awesome Word. as well. Uh, but you already have heard it because I've already been there. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that, see, again, I messed 1. up. 21 gigawatts. I, I messed up Pacific time and Eastern time, and I messed up the, the future, too. So it's, that's the way it works. <laughs> Thank you, Bricago, for listening. Thank you so much for, for rocking with us. We will see you all next week, and we will say what? See? Yeah.